Welcome to episode 497 of the Overlook Hour. I'm your host, Clark Little. I hated that. Yeah! <laughs> also, Oksana looked out from behind the monitor at me like I was doing something wrong. <laughs> no! I'm like, that wasn't me. I felt her negative energy. No, I've been converted to Team Brittany. Oh, I wasn't I wasn't here when if you guys planned that. I didn't know if Russell had caught you off guard with that. <laughs> I completely forgot of your new weird delusion with Brittany. Do you want to tell him why you like we'll Brittany? We'll get into that. Okay. Also joining me, as always, is the man sitting across the table from me, is Russell John, the fisherman. Hi, I'm sorry I spoke out of turn. It's great to have you back. And behind the wall is Oksana Valeria of Osachi. Same. <laughs> I spoke out of turn. <laughs> no, it was fun. It was, uh, it was a nice, organic situation. Sorry. So going back to this, uh, Oksana, what, what is, uh, how did this new fascination with Brittany? Was it the knives? Oh, no, I don't like that. <laughs> it's, well. They got, I oh, guess. I got back into it. I'm kind of like hooked on one of her songs that Madeline um, Marbles played while she was here last time. Uh, Perfume. Which, I mean, it's a good song. It's kind of. Uh, <laughs> She's she's I don't know Brittany's sad I I, I never yeah. disliked her necessarily that's um, why she's so hot here's the thing she's do you hot. do you want to tell them about how Marble sold you on the the video mm, how <laughs> because she was talking to, the song is about wearing perfume uh-huh. and like grinding all over your ex yep so that he goes home to his girl and she smells Brittany on him yep. And she keeps referring to like her odor yep. or like marking her territory. <laughs> yep, keep going. And Marble's just like, it's like she's pissing on him. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And then now Oksana genuinely likes the song. Oh, little piss baby. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. <laughs> That's not related to why I like it. So why do you like it? It's just a good song. I don't know. It's weird. And now I think about Britney peeing on a dude all the time. I will now think about <laughs> Britney peeing on dudes all the time. Speaking of that, uh, let's see if he's into it. In Atlanta, Georgia, is Randy Michael Stat. I'm not into it. Brittany or being peed on. Now, Randy, I mean, you know, pee, that's not the worst thing. Well, pee. Yeah, it could be worse. Have you tried it, dude? I have, I have not, no. So It's, it's pretty warm. <laughs> it can be. You like warm things. <laughs> I like to, you know, save mine and then put it in the fridge and drink it later. Okay, Randy. Now, here, here's the thing. Okay, if, if pee-pee isn't, the golden shower isn't your uh, preferred kink, what is? Nothing. No, come on. You're a foot guy. You look like it. Come on. Oh, you love the feet. You go straight to feet? He's a feet guy. He's not a foot guy. Big no foot. One, no one's seen his feet. <laughs> I know. He hides them. He knows the no. power of them. You know what I'm into? People that are into me, shout out, <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> That's my king. People that oh, like me. We'll say that. Come on, Randy. Nothing. What's your love language? Money? Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what they all are, to be honest. <laughs> you don't even know the options. We got to get That's you a love like language. That's just something menu. that some guy wrote in a book, you know? Oh, definitely. You're completely right there. Yeah. All right, fine. Next week, we'll pry into Randy's kinks. But please, let's do a whole five-part docu-series. <laughs> oh, why are we talking about Randy anyway? Yeah. It's good to have you back. I'm glad I've been to sitting be here for two weeks. 
four episodes staring at the Texas Chainsaw poster. I know, and uh, you, you, you guys, uh, I, I've got some commentary on the uh, on, yeah. on on the behavior that was uh, <laughs> all happened, Randy's happened on this show. First of all, I just I feel we need we need more checks and balances because at no point I don't want people thinking that Slacker was rotoscoped. All right, <laughs> when y'all start saying goofy shit like that. I just, uh, I just, I, it. we just weren't sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, normally whenever I am way off the, the road like that, Randy's the one who puts a bullet in my head, but unfortunately he was in the car with me. My goodness. I, Randy, Randy, you did let me down. I thought you would know a little <laughs> bit more about link ladder. Uh, and I haven't seen slacker in, uh, I don't know, 15 years, something like that. Yeah, then you should, but you, at no point was it ever rotoscoped. Scanner Darkly, right? Yes. Yeah. And Waking Life. And Waking Life. Yeah. yeah. And also, as much as you bring up on Alex Jones on this show, you should be the resident Alex Jones expert and know no. what movies. I really fucked that up. I'm just it saying. was not my best moment. Um, and then also, I mean, baby, I, I, you know, I, 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 I hand you the keys. I trust you. Mm-hmm. But the, I don't know why I'm living rent free in your head. Cause so many times, Clark's not here. What's Clark do? Clark, Clark, Clark. Who cares? Maybe the first time. No, both episodes. No, because I knew I was going to get a little lecture from no. you when I got when you got back. I'm just saying, I want you to do your thing, baby. Uh, it feels like your territory. Mine is doing That's all the boring. But I'm gone. Work. I I know. All right. Well, next time. I you know that's what I'm saying. You know when 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 Carson left. It was Vince McMahon's show. That was never the case. They would always bring in somebody else. And see, I didn't do that. We didn't do guest hosts. It was, we, I know. We did last time. It was too. And also, yeah. you, did a, you did a great job with I the know. interviews. Was, we you did a great job with the interviews. They were so good. Randy got Randy got in there a little. Huh? Oh, I know. Actually, with one of them, I think Randy was completely ready. He, he stepped up to the plate. But uh, it's it's tough because well, he's on the other good, coast. It's good to see. I know, but it's you know better than anybody. You've got to just like cut me off because I know. Yeah. And I'm like, I think just with the you uh, need a internet That's delay. Okay. Yeah. I know, but I think Randy would have been more emboldened if there wasn't the internet. Yeah. I'm not one to cut people off in general, even <laughs> IRL. Only on the road. Yeah. Said the man whose kink is, if you're into me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh man, that's it. That's called narcissist, Randy. That's what that's called. What do you think of David? You really missed out there. What I think of David because the dreams for a dead cat. That you would have. You would have hate. You would have ended that immediately with all the technical problems that were going oh, on. There's no doubt about it. And then the power outage. You dodged a bullet there. Yeah. Because again, we've been here for many years now. Only moments of a power outage. That was a full day. Was it? So was it fully storming here? I. Oksana, do you remember? I think it was it was raining on and off, but it was just really windy the whole time. Yeah, it was kind of creepy. Was that Super Bowl Sunday? No, it was the week be- prior. Before, oh, yeah. Uh, Super Bowl. Did you watch it? Man, yeah, I watched half of it uh, with my mom at uh, at the rehab facility, and then I drove. Home. It was a. I, I'm telling you, I don't think I have ever driven in rain that bad. Oh, really? It and I was fortunate. That it was during the Super Bowl, so there was not a ton of people on the road. Yeah, but my goodness, it was. Uh, I don't think I I went above like fifty five on the interstate speed limit seventy, and it's just straight shot. It's I mean it was just buckets. It looked like a good game. 
it was a pretty good game. And, uh, but, uh, I had, uh, I had pulled my back and I took a muscle relaxer. So I fell asleep during over. Wait, hold on. What did you take? I forgot what it was called. Was it an opiate or a muscle relaxer? Muscle relaxer. Are you sure? Yeah. It was like a soma? Yeah. I Okay. I had a friend who, when he would run out of opiates, he would take 10 times the amount of muscle relaxers. No, no, no. And uh, This we, was four milligrams. Yeah, we used to call it a soma coma because it would be none of the euphoric benefit, but all of the physical detriment. Well, also, let, let's be very clear. Uh, I was also in a nightly habit of taking 75 milligrams and not feeling any further. <laughs> I know. So, you know. Oh, how did you do without the uh, weed? Well, I, br- I brought a, a, a oh, vape. You smuggled shit over there. I, I smuggled a vape. But I, the vape didn't come back because I, I hate them. I hate them. I hate sucking on a USB. It's just. Uh, it does it's feel just, like that. It feels. I don't like it. You know, I like an analog situation. You got to get into the tincture. But, uh, but I had, I had the high dosage pills, but I would have to take, you know, there were 25, so I took three. (laughs) They were fun to to take too. I had a weird dream. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. You going to get into it? No. Okay. Yeah. Super Bowl. I, uh, you know, me and Randy were kind of cavalier about it. A great Arnold commercial. I heard about it. Nabal. Where they're actually making fun of him to his face for like the first time ever. It, but it was perfect. It was a great commercial. I I believe it won best commercial of the show or something. It was really good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, me and Randy were very cavalier, very cool, very counterculture. <laughs> not gonna watch a game. Yeah. And uh, again, it was the Niners in there. I spent a lot of my youth really rooting for them. And what broke it for me again was the Super Bowl. I got very upset with Kaepernick, and I said for two weeks I was very angry. I said I'm done. This is a waste of fucking time. I should not be driving around mad because a team lost, which I have no connection to. Yeah. And uh, I found myself watching the game via Google. I was like, oh, dang. I know. And I, I felt like I was getting back, like I uh, was off the wagon or something. And I had the, <laughs> the browser open and I would just refresh it every now and then. And Same. I was looking and I'm like, dude, looks like a good game. <laughs> and I was like, I am not. I'm not going to f- try and find a YouTube stream of it or something. Yeah. But I thought about it briefly, and I'm glad I didn't because they fucking lo- man the Niners they're cursed. He uh he got out coached, he got outwitted. They weren't prepared in overtime. I heard the coin flip and uh, you fucked know. it. The new rules, yeah, they All weren't right. prepared. It doesn't matter. And uh, you know if uh, Tony Soprano told us that, um, you gotta be never seen it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I've never it's seen one of the either. worst things about you, Randy. Wait, you never watched the Sopranos? No, just the pilot, dude. Me and Randy. I know. That's another thing we got. Uh, yeah. <laughs> see, but see, y'all are fighting. Y'all are fighting good. Because the Sopranos is my benchmark. I've heard. But it's Randy benchmark. also didn't watch okay. the fucking wires. So he's just a well, dick. I'm doing, I when I'm like doing the Trump hands, I'm serious. <laughs> now, um, another thing, another interesting uh, Super Bowl tidbit. Yeah. Uh, it was the anniversary of the nipple, I believe. I'm sorry? It was 20 years oh, of Janet's yes, nipple. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Of Janet's nipple, not of the nipple. <laughs> Wait, Brought to you by Mattel or whatever. Wait, what? You what? just said the nipple. What is? It? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I thought Mattel actually put out a product called I, the nipple. I know you would Brought buy to you it by God, I believe. <laughs> what? Wait, what? Brought to you by God, I believe. Oh my God! <laughs> this show this is the worst show Randy's, ever. Randy's kink is the nipple. <laughs> you blew a load when Janet <laughs> revealed that. Here's the thing, Randy. You got hairy nipples? Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Oh my god, he's an otter. But see, I only got hair around the nipples. I got upper tit hair, but no. Oh no, he. Uh, Randy, he's asking if on your nipple is there hair. No, no, around it. Okay. Not saying uh, and no. my whole chest. <laughs> It doesn't matter. He's a footman. Here's the thing. He's a footman. I brought up the nipple thing for a reason. Oh, thank God. Now, the nipple, it changed culture in many ways. Uh, You know, there's a delay on all radio now. TV, everybody became very worried about maybe another nip slip happening in the future. TV on the radio. Now, here's the thing. When the nipple happened, I was outside playing football, and I came back in and went, oh, what did I miss? Got Uh, nudity? Fuck. So I was like, damn. I was there front and center, baby. But here's the thing. My my need to rewatch that video uh, was shared with a lot of people. We're like, wait, we fucking missed out on nudity. And uh, do you know what that and, uh, sparked? Hmm. The idea of YouTube. That's where it came from. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. Yeah, they're like, you know, there needs to be a spot where you could go and watch videos like that that you might have missed, and that created YouTube. Which is- and see, and and that's the beauty of the internet. Now we only live in the horrors of the internet. <laughs> well, I re- and there's more to come on that. You remember. There always is. Early internet, they're like, dude, this is going to fix politics because now nobody can lie. All the facts are going to be <laughs> yeah. right there. Anybody could find them at by any the way, time. By the way, if we're striving to reach a society where we can detect lies fully and no one can lie, then that's when we're done. Yeah. Lying is how we survive. I know. There's a lot of truth in the lie. Fuck, we need lies. That's all I'm saying. I am (laughs) pro-lies. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Well, even AI lie. You got to. They hallucinate. You got to lie. It's part of it. You need a balance. Okay? Truth is not everything. (laughs) It's overrated. overrated. Yeah. Thank you. All right. uh, Very quickly before we move on to uh, other things as we got cooking. Um what what is happening? Is this my notification? No, I think um, you can hear it. Nobody else can hear it. Okay, if that's cool, I got no problem with that. Moving I'm, I'm going to mute it. Uh, everyone's apparently everyone's favorite fucking segment. Russell, get ready. It's Clark Snack of the Week. <laughs> I fucking hate this. You know what I? My own sound effects. <laughs> Fine, I'll take it. <laughs> it should be like. This week's snack of the week. Here's By the, the way, Randy, you said snack of the day, and then you were like, oh, snack of the day. Snack of the week. Show some respect, <laughs> you animals. You show some respect and don't chew in the goddamn microphone like it. I couldn't actually, plagiarize uh, your segment completely, so I had to change it a little bit. Both of you are very hurtful right now, and this is being mentally noted. This week's snack of the week is from Trader Joe's Half Moon Cookies. Handcrafted cookies with dark fudge and white icing. Let's get a little camera shot. Russell, what do you think of that? I think it's a ripoff of the black and white cookie. It is exactly the black and white cookie because it's not really a cookie. If you look at it, it's really more of a muffin top. It's very cakey. It's a gusher. (laughs) It's a little cake. It's a breaded gusher. Now, here we go. That was the daintiest fucking bite. You also answered my follow-up question with that bite. I was going to ask if you eat one side and the other, or if you go straight down the middle. Yeah, you got to split them up. Straight. They don't get along. The middle. (laughs) The two sides don't mix well, so you really got to cut it right down the middle. Ladies and gentlemen, the Half Moon Cookie at Trader Joe's is a 12 out of 12 cookie. Thank you very much. It's great. Is that it? You get the dark fudge (laughs) 
It's a nice dark chocolate fudge, and then the white fudge. They both they, they it's harmonious. Okay, the blacks, the whites, <laughs> they work. <laughs> what is the bit? It was. I remember really liking it when no, Jerry did it. But they did it dirty. I'm saying Seinfeld did the black and white cookie dirty. How? The bla- because the black and white cookie's delicious. They put it on the you map. You shouldn't throw up. For, by the way, I threw up last night. It was gross. You know what happened? <laughs> the black and white cookie? It was not the black and white cookie. So I have a sinus infection. I came back sick. I always get sick. Oh, thank you. And when I come back, <laughs> and I was taking a, the sinus pill. Now, I took, I had purchased... The Walgreens version of the sinus pills because they were at a great discounted price. And I had to take advantage of this opportunity. However, I had forgotten that the size of those pills are enormous. And apparently, I have a baby's esophagus. And... And when they turn sideways, they get jammed in my throat and I puked them up. And at first it was just the pills and I was able to keep it into my mouth. And then it was everything I had just eaten, which included a fish sandwich. And it went into the sink. Yeah. It's probably still there too. No, 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 no. I, I, I had to don't, don't throw up in your sink kids. It's not good. Don't do that. Mm. I won't. I'll, I won't tell you how I fixed it, but we're we're good. <laughs> oh, so much. audio from you last night. Should I put in the metadata a lot of throw up uh, talk up top? <laughs> no, I don't know. No, Randy, what was it called when people are, uh, get sick? Talk about throwing up. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's my favorite thing. When they talk about, okay, when other people, it's, it's like. It's emitophobia. Oh, there it is. I hate to admit it. Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> Emit. Emit. Emitophobia. Okay. We're yeah. just making you, shit up. No, you admit. Omit. <laughs> David Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Yeah, we got to bring in David Lynch. I totally. You shouldn't even have done your segment. The show wasn't officially started. The show officially starts with David Lynch. I know you've been on vacation for two weeks. Show starts with snack of the week. All right. All right. Now shut up. Stop chewing in the mic. He's going to get mad. Okay. You ready? Go. Be good. All right. Gotta be good. It's February 18th to 2024, and it's a Sunday, day two of weekend projects, and the fun work train is rolling. Today, I'll be ordering two large, beautiful coffees from the dining car. I've been stuck trying to decode these long legs teasers, and today is the day I make a breakthrough. I know I'm a little late here, but now that Clark has returned to the show, I can get back to my relaxing Sunday routine. While I decode ciphers, I'll be thinking about Carl Johan Theodor Abs, a.k.a. the German Oak, a German professional wrestler who is considered the founder of modern professional wrestling in Germany. <laughs> he mousied on this day in 1895 at the age of 43. I'd also like to remember those who have moseyed on this century. Happy Trails, Monty Blue. Happy Trails, Robert Rawson. Happy Trails, Eddie Dowling. And lastly, happy 70th birthday, John Travolta. Everyone, have a great day. Excellent. He's 70? Yeah. He's looking old. 
I mean, he he's playing Santa Claus now, and it looks very natural. In what movie? It was a Capital One commercial. <laughs> Super Bowl? No, this has been an <laughs> Okay, not Super Bowl worthy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I feel like I've missed out on a huge part of culture as I missed out on the most watched in history TV show ever. Enormous numbers. What was it? It was like a hundred and... No. No, it was like two-thirds of this country. It was something crazy. I think it was like 150 million people or something. Oh, was like 270. 123 million... Domestic. Uh, oh, God, international. Does anybody in, on the planet other than America watch it? Oh, yeah, dude. I know England has the arena football shit. Let me tell you something. Which arguably is cooler. Something. Let me tell you something. America farts, the world smells it. That's <laughs> just how it goes, dude. That was beautiful. Everybody's siphoning our farts, dude. I'm glad. You've been writing these down while you're on vacation? I'm saying, brother. All right. All right. Well, now that you're back, um, it's time for, you know, my favorite segment, even though it's going to come with a little bit of a caveat. So, uh, Always caveats with you, Dave. All right. Now, how do... Now that you're back, I can. I'm gonna try and remember how to do this correctly. Yeah. It's intro, then I read the thing. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad Randy cut that out. Oh, Randy's already Randy's left. <laughs> Our producer has already left. He knew what time it was. The TV out report brought to you by PMBHound.com. Welcome to the TBR report, the segment where we take a closer look at the vast world of in-world camera cinema. Each week, found footage filmmaker turned found footage adventurer Thomas Burke checks in from around the globe to share his newly found found footage. And as the leading in-world camera philosopher and proud member of the award-winning Barbados Boys, I ingest the footage and spit out my wisdom. Clark, what did Tom write us this week? Oh, okay. I, you know what? I got a, I have a, a thing to admit. I didn't watch the TBR this week. And the thing is, the whole world stops. When, uh, God, I hope I get his name in the right order. I get it wrong every time. When Turner Clay drops a new movie. That's true. And uh, Blackwell Ghost 8 came out. So. Uh, when you texted me, I stopped everything. And I, I was wheeling my mother in a wheelchair. <laughs> right in front of a staircase. And you just let her go. And I was like, Mom, hold on. Well, here's the thing. I, uh, you know, I've. TBR was on a long, long break because Tom was all over the planet. We put all of the show's budget into flying him all over. And he's been gathering great films. And I had to be like, I'm sorry, dude, I got to skip it. We have breaking news. So when we flew out David Lynch, you know, we had to buy another plane ticket because I got a special guest for y'all today. What's up, fellas? <laughs> Tommy B. <laughs> Good to see you guys. The Barbados boys are back in town. Dude. Dude. You can't keep us down. <laughs> Never. Now, now, Thomas, fill, us, uh, fill our listeners in. Is the, as, you know, it, this, is, this is groundbreaking. You know, this should be a viral moment as uh, this is the first reunion of uh, the Barbados <laughs> boys that are, is now being dubbed in how many languages, Tom? Oh, man. I, I've caught at least like two. Um, <laughs> hey, babe. <laughs> two is two. You know, there's these, uh, there's these, like, there's these YouTube sites that are in other countries, like, like uh, Ukraine YouTube is uh, called BK, I think, or um, Billy Billy is like a Japanese 
version of YouTube. And oftentimes oh, when, I'm, when I'm looking for new found footage movies, I go to these sites cause I've, I've found a lot of them. And so like to kind of find some of the more obscure ones, I go to these like foreign YouTube sites and it's there that I find these re-uploads of the Barbados project where like everything is dubbed in a different language, like including, including y'all, like each of y'all have a character that just dubs your voice. Yeah, so, these, so they're like unauthorized uploads, but I think they're really so tight. Great. Yeah, I think it's so cool. Do they get? Do they get? Or do they get? You know, <laughs> Randy's spirit and aura. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Why do I imagine he's got like a deep voice, <laughs> like somebody really cool? Yeah, I know. I gotta. I, I haven't actually watched the whole thing, but um, could be would would be fun. Well, Tom, man, I love you. I. uh I have to ask. I David, bet you have a woman's voice. <laughs> probably. David David Lynch never, you know, whenever he's done here, whenever he punches out, he's gone. He, he's already got an Uber lined up. And I just, I have to ask you, how is it waiting outside the door? Oh, it's brisk, you know, just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't let you in the house. <laughs> you have to be out there in the rain. I did really want to meet Lynch, but uh, yeah, you guys won't let me. I don't know why. What, he just walked right by? He didn't say nothing? No, I try. I try to stop him, but yeah, no, his his publicist got in the way. <laughs> what a Tom? What do you what do you think kind of cigarettes he smoked? Um, probably Cam Cam Turtur Roy Roy's. Well, I'm sorry. What, what spell did you just cast <laughs> upon me? That is a uh, code word for Camel Turkish Royals. So, oh, hell. I mean, I'm just I'm just making a a, a good old college guess here. That, that blew my mind. That was the coolest thing I ever heard. I don't know. I uh, haven't smoked in three days. Oh, congratulations. Uh, maybe two days. Did it make you Jones, uh, David outside? Dude, I bet I, yeah, I Jones on Sundays. <laughs> okay, why? In between records. It's a it's a nice little pick-me-up in between records. <sighs> okay. Yeah. You uh, bang out a couple haters and... Uh, yeah, come back on up, ready to go. You know, I, I hate to do this. I've been on a lucky strike cake, dude. Is that ghetto? What you, well, they're cheap. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Lucky golds, baby. You know, again, I'm going to go a little bit behind the curtain here, but sometimes David Lynch will show up, like, really hungover, and he's not, like, in a great mood, and he'll have me write him a script. Is coffee hungover? No, I think I think it it's something else. Like a big Probably fentanyl, honestly. I love White Claw. But I felt really bad because I wrote that... Uh, he was smoking, and then I, I forgot that he had portrait. actually quit. Ah, and I'm like, is he gonna read that? And he did, and that was the one time where I'm like, did I go too far, like writing this shit? Always, yeah. But now I just said he did fentanyl, so it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> all right, Tom. So Tom, dude, you've been all over the fucking planet yeah. exploring Billy Billy, and uh, I'm excited, dude. You're somehow. Like, where we are right now with Uff and the found footage, like, honestly, dude, we say it every year, but the momentum is building for in-world camera shit, and all the fucking people are finally realizing how cool it is. Big time. And it's harder and harder to find shit that people haven't already touched, yet I feel like you're still doing it, dude. Like, last, dude, last week, what was that Las Vegas one you sent? Uh, Beyond the Neon. Dude, like, how have I not heard about that movie yet? Yeah, and you know, I just spent the last two months editing uh, a found footage movie that completely takes place in the Himalaya Mountains, and so I haven't seen anything like that before. Yeah, but I bet people are going to have their hooks in it immediately, or even before it's out, they're going to be waiting for it. 
where, you know, we all come from a, like, we found Bad Ben. And it's like, what the fuck is this? Like, Amazon Prime hit a gem in, a gem in here. And I feel like those days are kind of gone. Man, Nigel Bach just reviewed uh, that freak accident short that I made. It was hilarious. He made, like, the funniest review for it. Oh, hell yeah. How'd it feel now that you're big time? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. Nigel Bach, uh, back when he would put up a couple of his reviews on, like, Roku for free. Yeah. I remember liking him. We showcased one where he reviewed um, Dashcam. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he gave one of the most like straightforward, nuanced reviews with like, Holly. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was pretty good. And then, honestly, you sent me a little clip of him talking about your short, and I same thing. I think he's a pretty fair reviewer. Yeah. and he's entertaining with it too. Like he'll like poke a little fun at it, but like in a really light way, and it's like it's actually funny, you know? Like, um, he's a showman. Yeah, like the film that I made was two minutes, but he talked about how like the trailer was like a fourth of the movie. <laughs> I thought I just thought that was really good. <laughs> um so Tom, how uh, have you ever like spoken to Nigel? Uh no. I I think I sent an email one time to like ask uh how I could like watch one of his movies or something, but um but I never heard back. He actually talked to Steinberg and said, "Hey, I got a message from Thomas," but like never actually like replied. <laughs> That's really weird to me yeah. because oh, most people I meet that are like uh, in world camera directors and stuff, they have already talked to you and they know everything and y'all are homies. Yeah. A lot, a lot of folks. Yeah. But haven't really gotten that chance to talk with Nigel though. Yet our experience with Nigel, remember, I don't know what episode it was, but it was early, probably double digit. Yeah. Uh, it was he, very early. He talked about his second feature and it was, was it based on like the Navy? Or something. It was not found footage. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He talked about um, po' boys and, and his... The Benjamin Project or something. Yeah. Something we also like zoomed that. with them at the Unnamed Festival last year, right? Or it was the yeah. year before, maybe? Uh, two years ago. I think it was five. We, it was a short connection. It was. Yeah. Clark was worried about it, and he was right. It was hard to get him in the ATA, but he was cool about it. We had a nice moment, and then it we, we lost, we lost yeah. connection. But... <laughs> I feel like that's real life with Nigel. <laughs> it, honestly, because like you could tell he was kind of touched by the whole thing. Yeah, he had fun. And then I, I was like, "Oh, you have feelings." Yeah. I think the problem is he's recording in his New Jersey basement, where there's like probably very bad reception. No, I think he's got it. He's got a bug out bunker for sure. We are the ones that had the bad connection at the like old. Uh, Valencia yeah. Street. Yeah, it like, was a theater. nice problem. It was, it was us. <laughs> we'll take that. Yeah. Oh, but again, while we're talking about Nigel, I just want to remind, remind everybody that he actually follows me on Instagram because I bullied him into it. Oh, yeah. uh, if one of our producers could check and see if that's still true, because also, now I think about it, he may have unfollowed me. He also created a uh, promo for us. He did, and then he deleted it. And, <laughs> and I fucking God, I kick myself every year when the film fest is coming up that I didn't download it. Man, it was an animated one too, That's and he doesn't do. do that anymore. It's true. I love him. What is he? Is he still following me? Yeah. So he follows twenty-seven people. Among them are you. Yeah. And Aaron Irons, the director of Oh, Chess. Aaron! Shout out, bro! Hell yeah! That's it. Who are the other people? Like Elon Musk and shit. It looks like people maybe he knows in real life. So a boo. All right, let's get to it. All right. Well, Nigel wasn't just a random thing I brought up. 
because we're talking about highbrow Nigel here <laughs> as we as we move into the Blackwell Ghost. And uh, I do want to give a quick shout out to the Discord last night as um, we watched it together there. So uh, actually, we had David Dawson jump in, who was the guest last week, and we had a we had a good little group watching Blackwell Ghost the wrong way. And I said that before we started the movie, I actively think this is not the way you should watch the Blackwell Ghost. I think the Blackwell Ghost is kind of like a religious journey you go on. You want to be uh, completely locked in, and we're doing a little bit of uh, paranormal activity directional light we really got to be immersed if you're going to get scared and i think as we get deeper into the franchise the scares are there's they're scarce um we're getting more into like an arg kind of puzzle world which i mean if you're a fan yeah you're a fan of turner clay and we're here to watch what is going to happen with him um but yeah i'm really excited to hear what y'all thought we've me and clark have only talked about it a little bit i was not a fan of chapter seven. I remember. And so much so I, I would say not only was I not a fan, I I I loathed it. Mm. And um it just because it, I mean honestly, um here's the it, that's the thing. I, I I detested it. I had forgotten how long it has been. Um since it's been over a year, right? Yeah, long time. Um because I think in the movie it referenced like December of 2022. So I think that's kind of around the timeline of when we last saw Turner in the, in this whole situation. And seven, I just didn't like the direction we were going because the execution I thought was poor. Um, with all the puzzles, I thought all that was very stupid. I was very frustrated with the situation with the police, uh, with Officer Ramey. Um, it just it all felt very phony and just um not genuine like the rest of the uh franchise had been and also there was no ghost to be found so it was just i i just had to settle into this new direction where we were going but i also you know again the execution problems i felt like were real um but it still got to the point where when you texted out of the blue and said that part eight was here um i was so excited and just went straight to that and had completely forgotten that I didn't care about part seven at all. Um, and so, you know, we're, I'm settled into this whole investigation thing now. I mean, this is where we are. And I thought that this was a better execution. Um, I enjoyed that there were um, a couple moments of, of levity that I thought were well needed. And this felt... Um, and also, I liked that he kind of finally verbalized his, uh, you know, uh, dissatisfaction with, with Officer Ramey and that whole situation. Um, you know, like the situation at the gun range, that was great. That was one, honestly, that's one of my favorite moments maybe in this franchise um, of, of that little bit of, uh, you know, levity that was kind of scary at the same time yeah and i yeah. think that it and that kind of keys into what he is at his best and it's always multifaceted there's always extra layers there um and that's what i felt like seven did not complete it it, it, it did not live up to that level because there was too much focus on the puzzles and i just don't care 
And we're still doing a little bit of that. And the serial killer thing is lame. I'm still on that. Like, this is kind of lame now. But this is where we are. And I and I like Turner Clay. I like the character of Turner Clay. And I still like the style of these movies. And I'm, I will be here until Blackwell Gus 99. I don't care. <laughs> but I just, um, I, I, I miss the ghosts aspect of this I'm this serial killer thing and we're still we're very much heading in that direction but that's just kind of where I'm at with it it would, I, well, it would have benefited from a from a plane sequence like you know some of those early yeah. Blackwell ghosts just throw, throw Turner in a plane and you know go cruising you know that came yeah, up last that night now. in the discord and I think my argument for everybody because mind you when we watched it there were a couple people who have only seen part one and I'm like, and you're jumping into Blackwell Ghost 8? Nah. And I'm like, here's the thing. It's not like a horror franchise where it's like, oh, Jason's going to show up and kill people again. It's like, no. Where on this weird evolutionary path are we with Turner Clay? And what has changed? And the production. The production looks like it. Honestly, it got so smooth in this movie that it was kind of hurting it for me. I'm like, dude, this is like a fucking real TV show now. Yeah. All the B-roll, he's going to town with all the fucking drone footage, too. And how he's- natural he is with, like, uh, multicam operating, like having one hand point, uh, with, a, with the camera pointed at himself while the others, you know, point in the opposite direction. Like, yeah, that's actually like the- hard to do. But I like the motion sensor. Actually- oh, yeah. Yeah. He's always got toys. Yeah. People were... Uh- <sighs> They were talking about one, um, how he kept saying cut when he was the editor. And I'm like, yeah, but you leave that in. It's kind of a personal thing. And the other was, where's the plane? Why do you keep driving? And I'm like, well, if y'all would have seen the whole fucking franchise, you would know that I think there was some throwaway dialogue in, in like three through five when we go to Florida, where he kind of addresses like it's not cost effective to fly or something. Like yeah. Oh. Right? Like there's a moment where it's kind of like just it does away with that. Nice. Because early on that was one of my go-tos. It's like, dude, the motherfucker flies the plane. Like that was one of the original things that captured me here. Um now Tom, I do want to throw it to you, but uh if you could talk a little bit about what you thought about part seven me of course i thought part seven was going to usher in a new true crime versus paranormal yeah era and i thought we're getting it's actually becoming like horror movies now like genre so i liked seven even though a lot of the wife shit i felt was kind of more hallmark movie than yeah than horror movie and uh now (laughs) now we're here i'm curious what did you think of seven I, I really liked it. You know, I saw it the day it came out. So this was like before, I, before, you know, I was kind of like seeing what other people had to say or think about it. And, uh, and I just know like within that first five minutes of kind of like that big shocker reveal about his wife, like I, I was like bawling and I, you know, it was just, it was just so sad. And like, I was kind of instantly invested. I thought it was a great movie. I'm kind of a little bit on board with Clark where I'm like, I want to see more ghosts and I am not necessarily spooked so much about the like whole like stalker serial killer vibe, but I think he's like trying to go full circle with this in a way. And I, and I respect that. And similar to Clark, I would be here till Blackwell ghost 99 as well. Yeah. I, um, I was telling people in that chat, like, I'm like, dude, I think three and four, I was pretty terrified. 
Yeah. And and again, Jasadi was in there. And I'm like, I don't know if it was him or me, but I did I, I do think it is fair to say this is in white people shit territory <laughs> where like knocking at night will drive you crazy. But me and Oksana, I mean, we what? It's us three living in this house, like three and a half people. And it's still I would say it's a little bit too big. Yeah. And like that kind of shit is um I don't know. It's haunting. Like if there was a knock at the door or something. So I, I've, you know, been home the past two weeks and I, it's just been me in the house. The house is in the country. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, there's a lot of noises at night. And the first night I was home and, uh, my mom, we've been in that house. She's been in the house almost 20 years now. Um, but it used to be her grandmother's house that she added on to. And, um, but, you know, been there a long time and, uh, it was right next to my, my grandparents' house. So I know that area very well, but I guess I had no recollection that you can hear the train at night and the train is five miles away. And I was, I was like, there's no way I can hear the train. Bro, that's like, infrasound. That's what, that's how the Datlov pass. That's like what, all about the Datlov pass incident from the fifties and how they died. Like, you know, those hikers. <laughs> Wait, what? No, no, no. This is called infrasound, man. It's like the way that the, um, it's the way that the sound carries through certain like structures or like, or like yeah. trees or things like that. And it actually makes it sound so much closer than it actually is. And so, you know that found footage movie, uh, Devil's Pass? Yeah. It's, it's based off of these hikers that actually died in the 50s. They were like super experts, and all of them wound up dead in really mysterious ways. And so, like, yeah, like I said, this is a true story. And there's all these theories as to like maybe how they how they died. Because uh again, it was just really weird. Like one person had like radiation on them, another one was missing a tongue. Um, no. everybody had like their shoes off and like when they discovered their tent, it was, uh, it was like torn from the inside out. So all these weird anomalies. Right. But like, yeah. I read, a, I read a book on it and I, and I learned about infrasound and it was basically like this theory about how, uh, they thought they like basically heard like a train, like right in front of them and it drove them insane. Yeah. Um, it's, it was wild. I, I did, I was able to confirm that it was the train. Uh, because, uh, my thing was either that's a train or it's over. The aliens are here. <laughs> well, the, actually the first was a tornado. First was tornado, then aliens, then train. So why, I went why over tornado. To, oh, you, uh, train tornado. Yeah. If you hear like a whistling sort of thing, it kind of sounds oh, like a train in the distance. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so they say if if you hear a train here, it could be a tornado. So my first thing was like I checked the weather app because <laughs> oh, oh no, two days later there was a tornado. Oh there were three God. tornadoes while it was there. Like, what? dude, it's just it's it was prime tornado weather, dude. The weather <laughs> when I was there re- was from seventy five to thirty. Whoa! Yeah, it oh, just man, shit. it's just you want you want to hear something crazy? Ugh. I was uh, there's this found footage movie trailer that I stumbled across the other day, and I can't remember if it was like from the Philippines or just somewhere in Asia. And in the trailer, there is like a tornado with a train in it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like Sharknado style? Like it's still driving around on the a tracks? Tra- a train NATO? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'll try to pull it up and uh, just tell you the name of the movie so you, so people can look it, it up for themselves. It better be Train NATO. Yeah. I don't know. A found footage Train NATO movie. That's pretty good. That I mean. Choo-choo. All right, let's book them. Also, uh, Tom, I can't let you uh, get away with dropping something like that. But, it's called uh, The did- Last Day to- from 2013. From 2013? Ooh. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Lapse from 2019. We're all Googling it. <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, I don't see Lapse from 2019. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll send you the... You know the for, the foreign trailer or whatever it is. Ah, I see. Sorry, oh, I hear it. Yeah, I was gonna try to send the link. Okay, yeah, but um. Oh, this is not what I was. It's thinking. from South Korea and China. Okay. Yeah, I same thing. So uh, I thought that was pretty cool. So there are train tornadoes. Whoa! Terrifying. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, Tom, you mentioned when you watched Blackwell Go 7, you watched it a day early. No, no, no. I watched it the day it came out, basically. Well, I don't know. I think you revealed something. Have you been in contact with fucking Turner Clay? Dude, I wish. No. Okay, I really thought you were, and I was about to be like, what the fuck, dude? No, what no. you hanging out with Nigel Bach? You got Turner Clay? Got TC. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, you know I, his wife? <laughs> I'm pretty sure Turner talks to people, just he doesn't talk to me. <laughs> I know we've been working on it. We're like, please turn her. Yeah, he doesn't do it. And I've, I've heard that he's just shy, but also who believes that? Well, also he's, uh, he's clearly kayfabe. I know. Yeah, I know. And that's part of the reason he why sticks it's so to the good. bit. Yeah. He's a badass. Okay. So you guys, you weren't um, enthralled with eight. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was, yeah, no, I thought it was really good. All right. I don't like where we are. I but I'm, I, but this is better than seven. Like I said, there were there were things that I enjoyed about this one. Uh, the, I loved the the gun range thing. That was uh, the gun range, and you know that's a thing that I brought up too. Um, again, Jasadi was watching it and he was furious at that. But in the way that everybody would be if you were in that gun range. Oh yeah, because it's scary. But I think Turner does a great job of highlighting uh his faults or where he's not the strongest yeah and it makes it super relatable like yeah. honestly yeah. it's one of my favorite things about it so i oh hold on hold on something's happening okay yes oksana uh speaking of blackwell goes seven uh 15 weeks ago we got a message on facebook that um i had no notifications turned wait, on wait hold on okay. wait 15 oh weeks my ago? god <laughs> yeah Okay. It's awful. From uh from Jaron, he said, Hey, I just listened to the podcast on the Blackwell Go Seven. Did Clark realize that in the note it didn't necessarily say that Roger was the killer? It said a father can be a father regardless of blood. <laughs> I kind of thought of that as saying it might not have been his blood son, but someone rather someone who looked to light as a lightfoot as a father figure. Just a thought. Interesting. No sign out? No goodbye? Nope. Okay, what was their name again? Jaren. Jaren, uh, thank you for reaching out. Again, female bag. I, man, I wish I, I knew this. Here, female bag. Oh, I'm... <laughs> there it is. There you go. The ghost of the female who never made it out of the bag. Oh, and she's gone. Um, Again, Jaren, thank you for reaching out. Uh, it is not our fault that we did not know about your message. I solely blame Oksana. 
Yep. And I love her. This doesn't come easy, but she will be punished. <laughs> um, uh, also, Clark, how did you not catch that? Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> I take the hit. Jared, thank you so much uh, for fact-checking me, uh, even post-dated. Honestly, I think that comes up in Blackwell oh. Ghost 8. It definitely does. Yeah, they talk about that. No, uh, that's what I'm saying. He's got his little band, you know, his little moderators, you know, these little these little Turner Clay elves out there. Also, I, that may be Turner Clay. Your that, thoughts? That would be weird if the if in Black Will Ghost thirty five it's revealed that he's been killing all the people. And <laughs> play, he, he also found the dumbest cop on the planet and has been playing him. Like <laughs> it like, something's got to happen because the Raimi character, like he, it has been, a, he's been a constant at this point. Yeah, yeah. And so, but it's like. What value has he brought other than this <laughs> robot voice of, I got no new information. What are you doing? But like when he finally went after him and shit talked him, I wanted to stand up and clap. <laughs> finally, taking a, tan, take, take a stand against this piece of shit. There you go. What would you say in there, Tom? Oh, is that the cop that you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what I like about like seven and eight though? I, I think it's kind of cool how like, at first, like, you know, in the, in the first four or five Blackwell ghosts, like, whenever there is, like, a a paranormal apparition, like, it's kind of, like, set up to be in an antagonistic sort of way. Yet now that we're dealing with, like, a stalker and a serial killer, it's almost like he's turned the tables on these paranormal apparitions to where they're, like, teaming up with Turner. Like, you know, like, with this, uh, you know, I don't think this is too much of a spoiler, but, like, one of the, one of the, um one of the paranormal occurrences that happens in number eight is like, he has that EVP device set up that he like built in one of the earlier films. And then it kind of like at one point just starts shouting danger and D yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you know, it's obviously like a, a warning to Turner that maybe there's something else going on in the house. And uh, so, yeah, so it's like now, like they're kind of set up in a very protagonist sort of way. And like, you know, who knows where Black Old Ghost goes and he's like really teaming up with the ghosts. Yeah, I need a payoff with the ghosts. We need to go back. We need to go back to our roots, mm-hmm. you know, go back to Pennsylvania. I do. Under- I love Florida, but I'm done with Florida. I love Florida. I don't like how it I looks love that now. house. I, I love that house. Me too. That house is awesome. You know, watching it with a bunch of people who hadn't seen three, four, or five, yes. it was. I felt like they were being robbed of the exploration. Sure. Because, dude, in three, how much fun was that when the you see the water level? You're talking about alligators. You're really, like, building the mise-en-scene of that location. Jump scares are the best in number three, I think. Yeah. I, I think I was scared more by four, but I, I'd have to really go back. Um. So, I mean, we, we know what he's doing. Like, the problem with the ghost shit, and I think it's never really been a problem, is that they don't hurt him. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of like if there's no real pushback from the antagonist here, have a real person come in there who could kill him. Yeah. Except I don't know. I, I think I agree with you guys. It kind of rubs all the, the ghost fun away. And um, I, I if I'm being honest, I was really not impressed by the dude standing behind him in that one shot. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it felt a little it, goofy it felt with the soundscape. So there is like some amp and trying to amp it up a little bit where 
you know, maybe it would have been more subtle without like a soundscape attached to it. Yeah. I wanted him to turn around and punch him and shoot him in the head. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been funny. That would have been a different movie. I know. It's, it's almost like, uh, here's the thing I was telling people in the chat, Nigel Bach, He's, he, I feel like they started together and from the very beginning, uh, the one thing they shared was the one man band vibe yet Turner Clay's always had high production value and had a very, uh, he had a lot of control over his product where Nigel just kind of felt like it's chaos embodied yeah. and he was just utilizing his security cameras. Well, now we're in the world of like bad Ben 15 and we've done undead Mandela effect clowns we've had uh the monster mash that is uh seven we yeah, have cults, aliens uh aliens animation dracula two times hell and now um it actually it was um shout out to uh tony pelham from the blob show he joined us last night in the discord and um he actually subscribed to bad ben tv and he said he came back because of the continuation of the Dracula saga. Mm. But he was very upset to find out that it was not the conclusion that he actually ended part two, which was 45 minutes, 10 minutes of credits <laughs> with a teaser for part three. And he said, that's when he canceled bad. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> also the blob show has a new episode. So go check that out. It's a very good show. Hell yeah. Um, but you know, I, I'm now he's doing Frankenstein yet over here on the other end, with Turner Clay, we've got a serial killer. You know what I mean? We've had yeah. ghosts, two buildings, and now a serial killer who's appeared on camera for the first time. And um, I don't know. They're so different. I still love it. Uh, go ahead. You want to give it a star rating? Eight out of 12. Okay. That's not bad. All right. You got one, Tom. What would you give it? I would say 11.9 out of 12. Point nine. <laughs> what, what, what would have really given it that point? What, would it, what was it missing? Probably just some of the things we covered, honestly. And um, maybe like a little more reveal as to some of these clues that like we, we got along the way. Maybe some more tie-ins to like um, the Lightfoot and... Uh, you know, I'll just say this because it's like what the thing that I because like we, we, you know, we all come at this from the same sort of uh, feeling that like, oh, we really loved this franchise when it started and we still love it no matter what. That like when you get to when you get to like the eighth or ninth or tenth installment in a franchise, you as an audience sort of get worried that like they're probably coming towards the end. So like <laughs> when number eight just ended and it sort of like was very definitive that like, Oh, we're not done here yet. Like that's me as an audience. All I could ever ask for is like another, another installment. So if, if this was the last one, I would be like totally different about it. But the fact that it feels like he has to continue is really all I could really ask for. I just, I, we need this. We need the serial killer thing to end. I don't know, dude. What if it brings back our favorite character? Here's a good day. <laughs> and we get him on camera with like a, a like a very a fixed blade knife. He's not fucking around with a pocket knife. He's got to have like a, you know. I mean, they debunked that though in this eighth movie because they had like a little, they had a phone conversation with him. 
They did, and also we have. And also we need to wrap this up, but also we need, we didn't talk about the, we didn't talk about this. We didn't talk about the whole the 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 other character, the Jordan character. Yeah, oh, the the Facebook guy. Yeah, yeah. I see. Here's the thing. Sums up. I think it's probably yeah. Of course, my first thought was it's one of your fucking fans in Facebook. Like you figured it out, you found a body. Nobody's ever gonna find the rest. Now somebody who's bought into your film franchise is creating more for you to do, but they want a little touch of that fame, so they're showing up on camera. I love it, but again, this is such a personal journey, and it's more akin to watching like your favorite vlogger than like a move than like a horror movie franchise. Yeah, just go read the go read the fo- the Facebook blogs. I, I'm not a member yet. Oh, you got to get in there. Tom, are you in Pe- there? People love yeah. it, dude. Yeah, I'm in there. I remember Tom early on was, but now I don't know. I think Tom might be the fucking killer. I think you slipped up. <laughs> and this is going to be this is going to be part of the canon. You're like, when I saw Black Will Go 7, remember, there was a fucking tracking device on his car. So I think Tom, you know, you were gone for a while. I yeah, no, I'm I'm always <laughs> I'm always traveling around the globe. Yeah, you kept going to Florida too, and I, now it's starting to—I don't know, dude. Pretty fishy, right? Yeah. So if he is the killer, do you have anything you want to say to him? Maybe. Stop. <laughs> Get caught. Well, yeah. We need to move on. We'll send you a better mask. <laughs> he was a good right. dad. <laughs> he was a good. You know what? I kept uh, the whole time. I was trying to find the longer version of that with all the swelling music. Yeah. I, I think yeah. I got it on here he somewhere. He was a good dad. He was a good dad. He might have raped that girl in the closet and killed her, but he was a good dad. Yeah, sure, uh, he ate her toe. <laughs> he was a good dad. All right, Tom. Tom thank you, brother. Yeah, I'm. I'm so glad you jumped on the flight. I know David Lynch. He's grumpy on Sunday. We take him off the train and put him on the plane. But uh, you're a trooper, man, and I miss you. We no, gotta have you on more. Thank you, guys. I, it was is a pleasure. I I love I love doing this with y'all. Are you coming out to UF this year? I'm trying really, really hard. No, yeah. fuck that. I need a yes <laughs> from you. And uh, again, remember that this is a, a legal contract yes. when you say I, it on this podcast. I'm, I'm trying to logistically drive there this year. Oh, you're an idiot. What the fuck are you talking hey, about? Why are you going to drive here? I think it's oh. going to be more cost effective. Are you going to film it? No, but that would be a good <laughs> idea. Dude, how are you not, not going to film it and then cut it when you get here? Because I know, I know you don't sleep, so you cut it. The problem is, I'm going to be driving the whole time. So I can't. Dash cam full. Oh, nah. Come on, Tom. Go, go see, go see uh, this great country of ours, Tom. Man, I don't like the dash cam. Oh my god. Well, okay, we'll do what fucking uh, Turner Clay did and have a drone following you all over. That's right. I like when the dash cam's pointed outward, like at like the street, versus like yeah. it, reflective on the person. Like this, this kind of reminds me of like head-mounted cams and things like that. I'm not a yeah. huge fan of those types of It should be on the street. That's the purpose of it. Yeah, and you should do that. But again, if you all watched great in-world camera shit like Catfish, you would know that you just put them all over the car. You get out here, you cut it down, and then we open up the festival with Road to Us 7. And then it's a little <laughs> Tom vlog. Do you know how much I would crush, dude? All right, only if we call it the Barbados Boys. Oh, dude. Part two. <laughs> Part 69. Dude, do you ever talk to those filmmakers anymore? No, I don't. They, they're probably pissed. <laughs> no, they're doing their own thing. They're, you know, respect to them. They're, doing, they're, they're, they're crushing it. They're doing their thing. Yeah, but we're winning all the rewards for them. We're the BBs. <laughs> the award-winning BBs. All right, Tom, I love you, dude, but love you got to leave. 
Uh, the car is waiting outside for you. Um, I, David might actually still be in there. If he is, I apologize. Oh, fantastic. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, right, Tom. Tom. I love you, brother. You know, it's not Blackwell Ghost if we don't have Tommy Bay. You know, I hate watching him go, but I love watching him leave. You got or, it. Right. Is that it? That's oh, it. dude, I nailed it. Uh, oh, he, he really left. Okay. I thought he was just going to sit right. in the room. Well, uh, we still got a whole nother show to go, but, uh, dude, it's worth it. You're we, back. No, it's a sure. celebration. We, we had to do it. We had to do it. Uh, and I got to do this when I throw it to Randy Michaelstadt in Atlanta, Georgia. I have to go urinate. I got a lot of TT sitting in the bladder. <laughs> William Montgomery? Uh, TT? He's not the first person to say TT. But he, he doesn't own TT. He does. He talked about mermaid TT in the, the bathtub. That's pretty good, but he doesn't own TT. <laughs> also, I, I can say TT. I think he's going to be out here in a little bit. We got to go. If he's going to Cubs, he can go have a fun time. Cubs is awful. Oh, Cubs, Cubs is, is awful. awful. It's so bad. Oh, before you leave, too, did you see... Um, Oh my God! Our boy, the Crab Walk, Blair Witch, uh, Casey Rocket. Casey Rocket. He has a short on YouTube. No. Yeah, he's the star of a short. We got. I meant to watch it so I could talk. Well, about let's it. watch it after. We'll watch it after. Okay. Also, Randy, did you go see uh, Giannis Papas? I didn't. I got too uh, drunk and decided not to go to any show Friday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. <laughs> Dang! Didn't want to go to the underground that bad. Huh? <laughs> Damn. Dude. Kinda. Yeah. I don't love going to that area, but down. In the underground, that's uh, the labyrinth, David Bowie. Yes, you nailed it. <laughs> All right, Randy Michael, we send it over to you in Atlanta. Randy, what's the, what's the weather going on in the AT? Now I gotta right pee. Now. I'm leaving right now. You, you fucking fucker. <laughs> fuck you. Actually, it, I can hold it. Actually, a little longer, but um. it's relatively nice right now. But similarly, we've also been in between like 30 degrees and like 65. Yeah. Uh, it's like 50 and sunny right now. I might, uh, if we end this podcast before sundown, I might step outside for a minute, you know, go for a little little neighborhood walk or something. Well, Randy, you got uh, you got to traverse some uh, hills in your little neighborhood, you know? A little bit, yeah. Or at least your driveway, certainly. Yeah, there's there's one route I could take that's not super, super hilly. Oh, there you go. You already mapped it out. All yeah, right. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Hey, what'd you get up to this week? So I didn't watch a ton of things as per the same as last week, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've been reading a bit. I know Russell had his book, book, uh, contest last, last year. I think I'm the only one on the podcast reading so far this year. Okay. First of all, whoa, 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 whoa. I have been, I've been out of office for two weeks. Okay. So you don't know what I've been up to. I did bring a book with me because the internet situation back home is horrible. I mean, she literally has three hotspots that she has to (laughs) cycle to get internet. So I got to hook up the hotspot anytime. So I was trying to keep everything uh, to a minimum. Uh, But I did bring a book and I am reading a book. Thank you very much. It's a book I've had for, oh God, over a decade. Um, and, uh, it's quite long, uh, it's quite verbose, but, uh, very excited. And, uh, it's, it's an important book in, uh, the history of the state of Mississippi. And uh-huh. it is, uh, the, cor- <laughs> the courting of Marcus Dupree. And, okay. uh, it's, it's about, uh, one of the most highly touted, 
uh, high school recruits in ever. Um, and, uh, yeah, a lot of, lot of story, uh, behind Marcus Dupree and, and, uh, sort of his recruitment and, uh, ultimately his, uh, his unsatisfactory fate, uh, that, uh, you know, life tends to ground us all and the mighty fall and, uh, the, the story of, of Marcus Dupree, unfortunately is evergreen. We'll see you next week. <laughs> I don't know why. I just kept talking. I was like, I don't know. We'll, Go to we'll, the bathroom. We'll yeah, find a landing somewhere. I don't cut people off, dude. <laughs> That's right. Only on the road. That's right. Uh, all right. <laughs> Randy, back to you. Yeah. Um, so besides, I do read. That's besides, all I'm saying. Yeah, besides doing a little bit of reading, uh, I watched a couple of things. Mm. Have you not talked about this movie? Uh No. We've I don't know which one you're referring movie. to, but I I'm know, talking about it this week, so probably not. <laughs> uh, so we the talked about that movie. Lovely Plaza Theater here in Atlanta, Georgia, has been playing a movie for a while that I've been... My interest was piqued by the trailer, and I really wanted to see it, but a lot of the showtimes were either during the week uh, that I couldn't make or a little bit later in the evening uh, on weekends where I knew I would probably get sleepy. But uh, we were reached out uh, by a company about a screener for the movie Hundreds of Beavers. Yeah. And I watched it at home (laughs) early in the morning instead of uh, late at night. And uh, essentially, if you uh, know nothing of this movie, um, it is like a, it's like. It's a porn. It's like a hundred. Yeah, it's 108 minutes (laughs) uh, long. And it is a. Uh, silent film made, you know, this past year or in the last year or two. Um, and it is very sort of like a mixture of like Looney Tunes and like old, you know, like silent cinema stuff. Um, a lot of physical gags. It looks very cartoony, but there's a, um, you know, a human interacting with very cartoon elements. Like all the backgrounds look very like flat and cartoony and sometimes like hand drawn, uh, and stuff. And, uh, yeah, essentially the plot of the movie, um, our main character, uh, so it says in this silent supernatural epic, a drunken Applejack salesman is thrust into the frigid wilderness. Can he go from zero to hero, hero, become North America's greatest fur trapper and defeat hundreds of beavers? Russell Applejack is a type of liquor. It's not cereal. Uh, Applejack? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Also, I know where th- I know my mistake in my recollection of this. You were movie. thinking of the porn. What? No. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> the poster. The poster is uh, illustrated by friend of the show Kyle Hilton. Oh, oh right. what's up, Kyle? Um. Yeah. He, I remember. I remember this now. Um. He did the poster for that, and also, if you remember, he did the poster for uh, the first unnamed footage festival. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And. Uh, yeah, great work. Back to you, Randy. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that 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 is the plot of the movie. Essentially, the like one of the opening scenes, um, you see him doing his, uh, you know, his apple jacking. That sounds weird. <laughs> That's what you did all weekend. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah! But uh, a Jacking bunch of apple. a bunch of beavers come in and you know gnaw the wood that is holding up all the. Uh, God, all right. the you're liquor. just uh, Randy. Stop being so <laughs> pervy right now, dude. What well, is a porno he watched? It's true. 
And, uh, yeah, it essentially ruins his, uh, you know, field of apples and all the liquor that he has been, uh, producing. And so then he sort of goes on a, uh, yeah, a journey to, uh, kill a bunch of beavers. And I will say that I enjoyed the back half of this movie more than the front half. Um, beginning, I kind of felt a little like some of the physical gags didn't really escalate or went on a little bit too long. Um, but towards the end, there's sort of a lot more happening and it sort of like gets bigger. Um, so I think, you know, that sort of, uh, is like intended, like, you know, start a little slow and then it gets sort of bigger as, uh, the movie goes on. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really, I'm very like, I don't know. It's very cool to see something like this coming out, um, in the year 2024. Uh, yeah, it's, Harkens back to silent cinema, like I said, and, you know, um, Looney Tunes type stuff. Um, it's cool. It's fun. I think uh, it looks like a lot of people are really loving this movie, at least on Letterboxd and on Rotten Tomatoes. I can't say that I loved it as much as uh, a lot of people on those websites are, um, but I very much admire its commitment to the bit and to all the other physical bits uh, in the movie. Um, uh, and yeah, it's really cool. I think, although I did watch it at home, I think this would probably benefit from being in an audience with other people. Maybe, you know, you take a little weed gummy or you take a little, you know, have a couple drinks or something. Um, yeah, overall it's, it's pretty fun. Now it does look like it could potentially be very like Charlie Chaplin-esque, oh, but yeah. it's, I'm getting the feeling it is more Looney Tune. Yeah, it's the... Like Charlie Chaplin and like Buster, Buster Keaton, Keaton, you know, stuff okay. like that. You can, you, even watching it today, coffin, you kind of get a little bit, yeah, like sweaty watching it because you're like, is he actually doing this? And like, there's a lot of like, you know, putting their life on the line, it would seem from like some of the stunts that they do. And I wouldn't say that there's anything like that crazy um, in this movie, but um, yeah, so I guess a little more Looney Tunes than I would say like Chaplin or. Buster Keaton or Harold Lloyd. I don't know. I want to love that movie. I I was watching That's the trailer. That's too, why I laughed. Yeah. I laughed when he um, speared a beaver carrying uh, yeah. a tree. Yeah, it's it's funny. All the, uh, for people who aren't watching the trailer, all the like beavers in the movie and any sort of other animals are, you know, played by humans in costumes. So they're like very, very goofy uh, intentionally, you know, um, yeah, there's some there's some funny uh, bits in it for sure. I could imagine it being a little depressing watching at home alone, though. That's just from me. I know that's y'all's thing, but I this definitely feels like a movie that could also be a little cringy in an audience when people are going oh, to like it ain't that funny. But uh, our Alamo's getting there now, so I don't know. What? When's the last time you've been in the Alamo? Oh. I've heard tales. <laughs> you don't know, bro. I've heard tales of terror. I already had me of a fall at the Alamo. I think pretty much by myself, and maybe three other people, and it was uh, it was tight. Yeah, dude. I was kicking. Yeah, but you're. Oh, okay. When you're out here. Yeah. I already. Uh, how many beavers? Uh, out of twelve uh, beavers, I'm gonna go like seven. Seven. Oh, Randy, that's not that's uh. That's a little more than half a beaver. Indeed. Okay, Randy's like 55% on the beaver. I'm going to give it two angry beavers. 60%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
was more of a cat dog guy. Hey, you know, back to uh, Nickelodeon really quick. Did you watch their halftime? Their no. Super Bowl presentation? I heard it was really good. Uh, dude, they're, they're doing things over there, man. Yeah, they're trying to cover up that documentary that's about to come out. Is there? Yeah. You didn't hear about that? No. Yeah, it's supposed to be all the pedophile problems of Nickelodeon or oh, something. Oh, boy. Yeah. Do, you guys, do you guys hear about this? Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, that book that I read that you uh, did the lazy modern thing of yeah. listening to it. Well, no, it adds a whole different thing. She read it. I know. Oh, actually, was she emotional? Of course. Did she cry? Yeah, and I jerked it. Oh, I thought that was Randy's king. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Women crying. Is that your kink, Randy? They're crying yeah. over him. Okay, you know what? New mailbag segment. You all mail in what you think Randy's kink is, and once a week we'll ask him, and uh, we'll make some theme music. He'll be very upbeat. And then the way we'll know is we'll have to have a new camera installed under your desk, and we'll see if you get an erection at the, the mansion. You, de- you down, Randy? Yeah, of course. <laughs> He's calling my bluff. I don't like it. Are you going to go to the bathroom? You're freaking me out. I'm kind of in the zone right now, but Randy's got another okay. movie to talk about, so I think I got to I'll be quick with the next two. I watched another movie that uh, features an animal in the title called Cat Person, which is a uh, movie that played Sundance this previous, well, I think Sundance just happened this year. Mm-hmm. So I think it played Sundance in 2023. Um, and there was a little bit of uh, hype or buzz around it from what I remember before it played. And then after it played, I heard many mixed reviews um, about said movie. So I wasn't super, uh, you know, excited to see it. I kind of forgot about it until it showed up on Hulu this past uh, week, or at least they started, you know, feeding it to me on Hulu uh, this past (laughs) week. Uh, Who knows how long it's been there for, but uh, it's directed by Susanna Fogel. And it's uh, the plot when Margot, a college sophomore, Goes on a date with the older Robert. She finds that he doesn't live up to the Robert she's been flirting with over texts. Uh, a razor sharp exploration of the horrors of dating. Randy, let me jump in here. Uh, this is another of my favorite, and I know everybody listening, you already know. Terrell covered this a while ago. And oh, really? I love, uh, we, you know, God damn it. I promise once I get some money, I'm going to hire an editor. And we're going to have, we're going to task them with like pairing the Randy and Terrell (laughs) takes of these movies. And it's so funny because when he talked about cat person, I think he thought it was kind of horror and that's why he got into it. But clearly now that I'm relooking at it uh, with you about to break it down, I'm like, this feels a little bit more like art house indie Yeah. I'm guessing you did not like it. I think like, you know, the box would probably describe it as like a psychological thriller yeah. sort of at times, um, just based on the way that the relationship in the movie goes. But uh, apparently this is based off of a short story that was released uh, a couple of years prior to the movie. I don't know. I didn't really like care to read too much about the source material. So I don't know if how much of it was true or if it was just something that someone came up with, but that's kind of where this movie came from. Um, so yeah, the main character, uh, Amelia's or Margot is played by Amelia Jones, who was in the movie Coda that won uh, best picture a couple of years ago that I also didn't see, uh, but she's really good in this. And then Robert who plays the super awkward sort of like almost cartoonishly like 
unable to really talk to people in real life. He's movie obsessed. He loves Harrison Ford and Star Wars. And it's just, I don't know, the writing I didn't really love for his character. I don't really know if it was so much the performance or the writing, but uh, he's Robert is played by Nicholas Braun, who I've seen in some other things before. But like I said, I, I did not. Succession. Oh, really, uh, yeah. I've never seen it. Well, I've Zola. seen the first episode. Zola. Zohan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I didn't love him in this, and uh, I don't know. There's some uh, decent stuff. Um, I don't know, maybe in the first hour or so. Um, I think this is also like over 90 minutes. Yeah, it's almost two hours long. It's hour 58. Uh, I did feel like it was rather long, and um, I don't know. I guess it kind of not that I you know date a lot, but I guess it does kind of speak to how awkward dating can be uh, sometimes. But I don't know. The, I, I didn't really care for the ending of this movie, and it also ends. The climax of the movie pretty much has CG fire uh, in it too. So you know that's always a uh, a negative for us on this show. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like I said, Amelia Jones is really good. I found her to be um, great in this. Um, she's I don't know charming, but yeah, I, I didn't really. I don't know. The relationship is is weird, and like uh, so yeah. Essentially, she works at a movie theater um, in her college town, which I think this was filmed in Newark, New Jersey. Hey, now. And she is the concession girl at this, you know, uh, like four screen indie cinema. And Nicholas Braun's character, Robert, comes in and he is like maybe 35, potentially. We don't really know. And she's kind of a... Raining? Yes, it's raining. It's pouring right now. Sorry, I'm very excited. Cats hate that, by the way. And uh, yeah, she she's kind of kind of attracted to him, and uh, he awkwardly comes up after you know seeing her at the movies uh, several times. Uh, he's always there alone, uh, so maybe you know maybe the characterization of this character was a little too close to home or something. Oh, but, I was uh, gonna say, I'm yeah. glad you beat me to. <laughs> but yeah, he's he, he, I don't know, he's 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 weird, and yeah, like I said, I don't know if the writing of this movie just made him seem to be like a little too like. In Sully, where it just felt kind of like cartoonish to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, in it's, Sully. <laughs> it's probably like a, a, a six or seven out of 12 as well. It's like it, shot fine, but, you know, it's like it's not that hard to shoot something that looks decent these days. Randy, yeah. you, you must make a decision. Six or a seven. I'll go six just because I've been so oh. positive with tens lately. I know, dude. He, he recoiled. Um, Randy, is it a Dark hor- Randy's back. Is, is it a horror movie? I wouldn't really say so, no. IMDb goes drama, horror, thriller. Yeah, why is it listed as horror? Really? I don't know, but uh, they tricked Terrell. And Terrell, I think, actually had some fun with it, though. So I again, guess there was uh, a couple, like, very quick, like, dream sequences that she has that are sort yeah. of, like, horror-adjacent. Um, and there's a very awkward sex scene in the middle of the movie that uh, it was pretty uncomfortable. Um, um, but I, I thought was... Kind of well done, but yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't really necessarily, definitely would say drama over horror. You're like, I've had awkwarder. (laughs) (laughs) Oksana, what what, uh, Blu-ray Tuesday did Terrell cover it in? Do you know? No. Okay. (laughs) I can look it up. Um, Yeah, I'm sorry, Randy. I was just so curious about this movie because 
I kept every now and then Terrell will accidentally find like an art house indie darling kind of thing. Yeah. And it's always fun to hear his take on it. Just like every now and then you're duped by what is claiming to be an art house indie darling and you just find a horror movie. Yet <laughs> this one is neither. So it's like, what the fuck? Maybe it was born for Hulu, which is just depressing to think about that as cinema. But yeah, God. Yeah. Right? Born for Hulu. Yeah, a Hulu original is so uninspiring. Do they even put that on movies? They it's, probably it's, do. Not to get pedantic with this like I do with Criterion <laughs> stuff, but it is not a Hulu original. Oh it was made God. and then Hulu picked it up and it's streaming there now. That is true. All right. Oh, he's he's not a good kisser. That's the point. I get it. Also, this, been there. Uh, this trailer had the thing that um, stood out to me when Terrell talked about it, where it's... Um, when men go on a date, they're worried the girl will make fun of him. When girls go on a date, they're worried the men will kill them. <laughs> and I, yeah, it's pretty true. Oh, here we go. Men are afraid. Yeah, we're we're seeing it play out right now. And I I remember thinking about that a lot. And I'm like, you know, if you were a, uh, I'm trying to imagine if I was born of the other gender and I went on a date. I'm like, yeah, that could be a worry, especially the type of men. Clearly, I'm going to be into a large, strapping, broad-shouldered. Uh, clearly has to have some sort of a uh, paying attention to their physique. They better be throwing around some weight, lifting the iron. And what if it goes wrong? And, uh, you know, a male in heat, they say, has no morals. And then, you know, I'm looking around. I'm like, this is a nice house in Atlanta, and you live here alone. And there's a trap door that looks a little bit hidden. Trap Ross. And I just, you know, you might start thinking, I am not going home tonight. I'm going to be dead. And then enter a... Uh, the next chapter of this story. It's like you paint a picture and then you're like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> well, no, the idea, I don't want to end the conclusion. You know, I've learned from horror. I don't want to tell you, I don't want to unwrap the enigma right here. I want people to think about it. What happens next? Does Randy kill me? Do I lose my virginity? Randy, how'd you watch this? <laughs> is it on Hulu, you said? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's on Hulu. I don't have a Hulu. You'll oh, get, you're really fucking missing out. I dude. don't have a Hulu. <laughs> You'll get three commercial breaks uh, if you don't have the without ads one. You get three within the first like forty minutes, and then after there, you're uh, smooth sailing, no ads. All right, Randy, what else you got? Yeah, just uh, want to go tell people who are fans of Joel Petrikis that he apparently has a new short, twenty-eight uh, minute short on Criterion Channel, which. I also don't know how long it's been there for. Uh, I think it came out in 2023 and I had no idea it was there uh, until I was just browsing Criterion Channel uh, the other day. And uh, it's pretty fun. Definitely not, you know, as uh, good as some of his features um, that I like more. But this is also uh, pretty cool, too. And uh, always want to see more from Joel Petrikas and hopefully we'll get a, uh, a feature soon. But Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, but it's been a little while since we've had a... Uh, is Relaxer the last one? I think yeah, so. I think yeah. so. What was that, three years ago? Probably. Three, I three, still have, I haven't seen The Alchemist Cookbook. But, uh, 2018, you said, Randy? Six years, apparently, yeah. Oh, my uh, dear gracious. <laughs> <laughs> Man. It's okay. We got David Dawson now. He's, oh. he's picked up the torch. So oh. y'all go yeah. watch Bone Barrel on YouTube. And remember to leave a comment that your favorite podcast sent you there, The Overlook Hour. And don't put my fucking name in there. Somebody already did. <laughs> it's fine. Go ahead, dox me in the fucking comments. What's that got to do with Petrikus? Oh, because uh, clearly you're not listening to our fantastic interview with David M. Dawson. But uh, he's been called the Petrikus of the modern year. 
His Bone oh, Barrel boy. is a very uh, Joel Petrakis style okay. film. Yeah. All right. Very ape. Like raw, lived in um, indie. I think Ape's my favorite. I think you would fuck with Bone Barrel, though. I was bummed you weren't here for it. I know. Yeah. A lot of Fago. (laughs) A lot of. uh, I'll watch it. Yeah. And then remember to comment that the Overlook (laughs) Hour sent you there. That's right. Randy, what else on the unemployment? Uh, That's it. Just go watch it. It's fun. (laughs) It's it's short. It's short. It's like very, you know, there's not uh, a whole lot to the plot. But uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. It stinks. I was how, talking about unemployment. How many stars, Randy? Oh, I didn't even. Uh, I don't think I rated this. We'll go. We'll go. Uh, I'm go eight. Eight to twelve. <sighs> okay. With the gun to the head, he okay. quickly went higher than lower. My man. All right. Uh, all right, boys and girls, your choice. Because that's that's what I'd like to offer here. A choice. Because today I'm Jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should I play the music for you? <laughs> so, would you like to hear about? Uh, a newer-ish comedy? Or would you like to hear about a very older-ish horror comedy? Um, Out with the new, in with the old? Or is that backwards? Out with the old. It depends on new. what you want to do. Oksana, <laughs> wait, which one? First in, first out? Old or new? New. Old. Randy, now you pick. Old. Yeah. And my Shyamalan. And Down I, with women. And I vote new, so now no. I won't say anything. <laughs> All right, old. Uh, we'll lead off uh, with, I, I, you know, I've never seen Army of Darkness. I imagine you hated it. And so I uh, saw Army of Darkness because when I went home, I finally wasn't able to unearth my... Uh, my DVD collection that I've collected since uh, from ages 13 to, I'd say, 23. And, uh, you know, several hundred DVDs that I was able to find um, in these boxes, and one of which, uh, Russell, I got the, uh, I've got Evil Dead 1, I've mm-hmm. got Evil Dead 2, and mm-hmm. I've got the Boomstick edition of uh, Army of Darkness, mm-hmm. which is what I watched and we'll talk about now. But uh, I've got, it was the Books of the Dead I had. You know, like you've got. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know where Evil Dead 1 is. I can't what find it. What kind of condition? 2 is in perfect condition. Really? But that it just doesn't, the uh, the eyeball doesn't Yeah, the battery anymore. is dead. The battery's dead. But uh, as far as the, the out uh, cover, perfect. Uh, don't touch it then. I, <laughs> yeah, it, because I did touch it, but I, it's it, it it's back to where it was. Even mine is like cracking. It, no, I, yeah. Looks great. Looks great. But I don't know where the other one is, so uh, I'm missing uh, my my uh, Necrocomicon of Evil Dead one. Ooh, somebody has the double pack on eBay right now, and they're asking three hundred and seventy dollars for it. Really? Yeah, but I, again, I've been watching a lot of Craigslist Hunter again YouTube. If you like Pawn Stars, but you need the raw, real shit, go to Craigslist Hunter. Yeah, you can't look at what people are asking. You got to look at what it's moving for. But still, that's nice to know. People are trying to get some money out of this shit. Damn. Yeah, they're all fucked up. So whatever. Yeah, mine's mine's mine. Mine looks good. But okay, uh, now I have to uh, Army of Darkness again. That molded my my journey through cinema, and also uh, led me into early disappointment as nobody else does fucking stop motion skeletons anymore. Yeah. Um, but I loved it, and a big part of that my takeaway was the fantasy, and I was kind of bummed at the comedy. And I've grown up, and now I'm kind of into the whole thing, the yeah. whole package. I'm <clears throat> curious where 
your pros and cons here are. Oh, you want me to leave this way? Okay. <laughs> to where I leave no doubt? Okay, no doubt. I think it's the best in the franchise. Oh, okay. Wow, I'm shocked. I think it's my favorite in the franchise. Why? It's got realms. At the, your famous bit of you hate anything with the realm. Do you know realm. why? Because it's it's fully committed to what it is. It's fully committed to what it is. We're doing three stooges in medieval yeah. time with fucking uh, Harryhausen stop motion. Yeah. Let's do and 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 that is exactly what it is. And we're having a great time. This is fun. This is what do you? Uh, it is a hundred percent three stooges. And then I, I'll tell you, you know, um, but you know exactly what we're doing pretty early on in the movie. And the tone maintains that throughout yet. We're still, you know, we get the little love interest part of things in there, uh, which ended up being the, uh, teacher in, uh, Matilda, which I thought was pretty interesting. <laughs> A shout out to uh, oh, what's the what's the girl Matilda's name? I don't know. Brandon, what's that little girl's name? Here, is, is she here? No, don't worry about it. No, uh, go back up, go back up. Yeah, uh, Embeth Davids. All right, click on her. Now the first thing that's gonna pop up for her is gonna be Matilda. That's the only other thing she's been. All right, yep, click Matilda. Uh, actually, Bicentennial Man and Europa Report. Oh, I do remember her in Bicentennial Man. That's a hunk of shit that movie. <laughs> Matilda. What's her name? Her name is Oh Mara Wilson. That was Miss Honey? That. She was Miss Honey. Oof. Ash thought so. Dude, this was a good movie. You remember Matilda? No, I don't watch that shit. <laughs> Randy, did you watch Matilda? I probably once like 30 years ago. Homework Matilda. This is a good movie. Danny DeVito is a used car salesman. Also, Europa Report. Uh that's our boy, uh do you remember? We had him on the show. We had that guy on the show? <laughs> <laughs> Philip Gillette. Yeah, he he did... Um, oh, God, I was stalling. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Spine yeah, night. Spine. I remember... Oxana, can you put it down? We got to try and reach out to him again. We've been saying that for a year and a half, but now yep. it's a, it's on the show, and again, it's a verbal contract now. <laughs> also, Randy, you know who else is in your Europa Report? <laughs> Charlotte Copley. My our guy SC. Let's get Charlotte on the show. Can we be our 500? <laughs> oh, 500. You, I'll be you, down for that. Don't you dare even mention the name. <sighs> right, what movie were we talking about? <laughs> Army Dogs. <laughs> Matilda. Um, yeah, man. And I'll tell you, the uh the the end fight with the dead is so good. Yeah. And also, I just love that uh, I don't know. I, I think that this may be. I just like the corner that Ash was put in and how he fought himself out of that corner was very entertaining for me and how uh, cavalier he was about it. And then the whole thing of like, you know, the, the fight with the army of the dead happened because he fucked up the 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 thing. He couldn't recite uh, the spell correctly. Clotu brought in. Yeah. Yeah. Nikto. Yeah. And it comes back again at the end of the movie. And also this is a tight, this is an 80 minute movie. Mm -hmm. You know, we're moving. A lot of things happen. Uh, and, uh, I don't know, man. I think it's the most satisfactory of these, uh, just because, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for the comedic execution, but also visually, I, 
Yeah, yeah, you know, Russell's going through the movie stills like there, you know, with when he's got his faces, he's coming out of the, the dimensions or whatever it is, and his face is going, you know, being contorted, and he's shaking it around trying to get it to more, you know, the even. It's like, whoop, 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 yeah. It's <laughs> nonstop of that. Yeah. But it's all great. And the fight with the Army of the Dead and the skeletons, I mean, how could you not love that more? And I imagine seeing this as a kid, it would it would blow your mind. And uh, it's also entertaining. It's funny nonstop. Um, and then you know, going back to Smart, uh, and then you know, we get we get more shenanigans at Smart, and that's a I don't know, man. And also the 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 little ashes running around. Mm-hmm. It's 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 great. I um I rem- I watched this. I think when I was the right age. And too. I and that's the other thing. Yeah. I and, and sorry, I did. I mean to cut you off. I just mean like I could to I see the other side of the coin. Oh I yeah, totally see how this could not be someone's thing because it is fully committed to it, and I think that's why I like about it most is because this was the third movie in the franchise. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like this was a conscious decision, and I think that it fully committed to that, and it was absolutely successful, and. Uh, but also, you know, uh, if you were into it, I think you would have a good time. But I, I could totally understand if, like, you you not being, you know, in that sort of groove. Um, but it it absolutely is uh, the most entertaining of the franchise for me. It's a complicated movie too, because you're rooting for an antihero. Yeah, and he enters into a a genre where it's all about destiny and like being brave and just doing what's right because it always works out in the end, but it's like the chaos that is evil dead. Like the thing, and I'm going to mention it in another movie I watched later. Uh, Cenobites are completely unique. There's no, and I scary thoughts did a great episode on it where they were talking about the, the internal lore of the Cenobite or Cenobite of the fucking, um, why am I calling them Cenobites? The, uh, deadites, the deadites are that there is no lore. There's no clear way to kill them. They act different. They're completely chaotic. Maybe you can never kill them. Yeah. And then you inject that here, and it's a complete mismatch of genres. And, you know, when I was a grumpier teenager and I rewatched it, I remember thinking, oh, they fucked up a horror movie. But it was already in my DNA. Yeah. I, it's so unique, too. Man, I love it. it it's really good. Um, and I don't know enough about the Three Stooges to really, like, dig into that. Like the whole Shemp thing. Like, I still yeah. don't get it. I've tried to, like, figure out what that meant, but I still don't. I don't. Three Stooges aren't my favorite, but, you know, I appreciate the, uh, you know, the throwback to to that era. Yeah. And uh, I know, appreciate the appreciation for it. It's just, like, Sam Raimi's into this shit, so yeah. he made it. Yeah. Period. And it's like, uh, it's cool. I'm glad he had a lot of money to do it. Yeah, 100%. That's why I feel like this was like, hey, we're just going to do this. Also, um, I love getting a little bit of that gender reversal where Ash, although uh, Bruce Campbell was probably his most handsome and fit, it was still not good enough for the posters. So they went straight oil painting and gave him the Frazetta treatment. Yeah. I love that because I remember fucking, uh, oh my God, I can't even remember her name from Scary Movie. Um, what's that actress's name? I love her. Nobody? You're, you're not House fans? Bunny. House Bunny. Yeah. What the hell's her name? Uh huh. Well, she and she's good. Chris Pratt's first wife. We need to bring up oh, really. Yeah. Oh, dude. Anna Ferris. Anna. Oh, so wait. It she, took me a second. She was into a uh, fat Chris Pratt. 
Well, I'd say chubby and lovable. Then she's the what keep her? She's a keeper. Yeah, I I don't think she was down when he went uh he went deeper Ultra into Christian? the uh, yeah. Because oh. you know, you know who his uh father in law is now? Arnold. Oh really? Uh-huh. Hell yeah. What do you mean? How? He's married to Arnold's daughter. He's a daughter? With the maid or with the wife? The wife. Okay, so the maid only had a boy. Yeah, I believe so. Who looks like uh, like Conan again. <laughs> All right. Good. I'm happy for the maid. Um, wow, that was, we went on a journey there. But yeah, a scary movie poster. She went, I don't have those tits. <laughs> and neither did Bruce Campbell. Yeah. All right. We're still looking. He's I'm, looking sharp. How many stars? 12 out of 12. Oh, perfect. Love it. Yeah. Why not? All right. Uh, the, I, I do not keep up with Saturday Kardashians. Night Live. Oh, damn. I don't keep up with the Kardashians. Um, I don't think I've ever watched a single show of that or a, a snippet of a show. I've probably seen a snippet of the show just because I've been alive on this planet. Yeah. And I think it's just, uh, it's going to permeate it at some point. But, um, I do not keep up, uh, with Saturday Night Live that often. Um, it's just, you know, it, it is an American institution. I certainly was closer to Saturday Night Live, you know, as a youth, but the show does not excite me very much. However, I do think it's very interesting, uh, that Shane Gillis is returning to Saturday Night Live. I know. <laughs> um, I am interested in that. And also, uh, we'll, we'll key in a little TV talk here cause I did want to kind of squeeze this in, uh, Russell and uh, Randy, I, while I was at home, I was able to watch a little bit more network television than I am usually <laughs> accustomed to, and uh, I sat down and watched myself an entire episode of the Stephen Colbert show. Oh, why? Uh, just because it was there and it did not require internet access. Dude, Courtney Kardashian's married to Travis Barker? Yeah, where have you been, dude? Yeah. Oh, she's my favorite. And, you know, I like him, too. He pairs up with Avril a lot. Shout out. But uh, I, I so I watched the Colbert show. And then also uh, in the past few days, it has been announced that uh, Jon Stewart yeah. is returning to The Daily Show. He's back. So Mondays only, right? Is that what it is? I think he's doing one day a week. Yeah. Oh, it's so weird. Garfield hates Mondays. <laughs> I, but I, I, I was like, this is sort of an interesting thing because um, the Colbert show, it just feels like he's there for a paycheck now. Pandering. Too. And uh, it, it is pandering, but it's it, it feels uninspired um, because he's not he's not doing what he's good at doing. Um, I will say his Trump impression is not bad. It's not a bad Trump impression. Colbert. Okay, Colbert. Colbert doesn't do a bad Trump. His Jones was terrible. His Jones was terrible. <laughs> Bucky um, Big Buckle or what was it? I, I don't know. know. Yeah. Buck, Tuck Buxton or something? <laughs> something, yeah. I was like, God, that's just, ugh. Caviar, watch a real Alex Jones impersonation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so it was just, uh, it's just not good. Because it's not, he, when he was in character, that's where that's where the biting really came from. You know what I mean? Like that's when mm-hmm. he was able to sort of move the needle. Yeah. And uh, you know, and I think that, you know, him him and Stewart, they you know, that was a great that was a great team. And um I, I don't think I appreciated how good those two were 
when it was going on. And now to kind of see uh, that sort of splintered off and, and what Colbert is doing uh, again, you know, I'm never going to say anything negative about somebody taking a paycheck, do what you got to do. But it's just like, it may, it does make me sad <laughs> of like, because the guy, he's one of the funniest guys around. Yeah. Colbert is wildly talented. And to see somebody like that, just kind of, you know, going behind the motions with these golden handcuffs. And I mean, I, I, you know, throw a, you know, drunk face in there too. Um, <laughs> drunk and Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon, <laughs> Kimmel. I don't even know what Kimmel's doing now. Kimmel's trying to pick fights with Aaron Rodgers, and it's just pathetic, whatever. But, um, yeah, they're, man, all, they're all cable network like Nobody night cares. TV. It's just, it's unwatchable. Yeah, yeah, it's done. It's, 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 it's so, it's just bad. And I don't know who's watching these things now. Um, but I am interested to see of, of how Jon Stewart's going to be. But anyway, going back to Saturday Night Live, um, which just kind of speaks to this whole thing about network television of just barely being, you know, on the surface of conversation. Um, uh, there's these uh, three guys that uh, young guys that have been doing. They're sort of the new Lonely Island guys. Oh, um, as a part, you know, they do the digital shorts, and so they get their little segment in each show, and that is something that I do appreciate about Saturday Night Live is that you know they they've always um, it is sort of, you know, film is always right there and, and they've been in the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm never going to say anything negative about, you know, their cultural output because, uh, you know, I've, I've bought into the majority of the stuff, but just with the current direction of the show, it's just like, you know, there, there's some hit and misses thing, but Shane Gill is coming back on. I think it's very interesting of, of that whole thing. So I'm, I, I'm kind of shocking. Honestly, it really is. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I kind of don't know how to process it Yeah. of like, yeah, it's, I don't know. It just does not seem like something they would greet. I know. Yeah. I and, know. Yeah, and, and so I'm curious as, I think that's next week, right? Uh, when that so, happens. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, uh, I, I will watch that one. Also when Nate Bargatze was on, it was great. We watched that one. Yeah. Um, and, and he was great. So, um, you know, I, I, I like that they're, you know, getting uh, these big name comedians out there that are, you know, in, in sort of different markets. And, uh, you know, Nate certainly, uh, he's huge in the South. Um, I also think political fatigue is a thing. And I think a lot of the new people that came on in like the lockdown era are kind of like, it's all fucked. Yeah. Like, who cares? So now it's kind of like, you know, he just got um, attached to Bud Light. So, I mean, it almost seems like a hotbed that they totally would not want to be a part of. Yeah. But also, it's like, they're probably looking at the numbers and they're like, we, honestly, I think this would be really yeah, good for 100%. us. And it, people wouldn't really care. Yeah. So uh, Also, he's very funny. I think he's one of the best comedians out there right now. He's crushing. Yeah. He's, he's great. great. Uh, yeah. No, he's uh, he's a killer, man. Also, he thought Rick Diaz won, too, because Hans Kim did not fuck Hans Kim. All right. <laughs> I, I love the, that. I'll I say this. <laughs> I do think Hans won. You're a the fucking, crowd. The crowd you're was a shill. No, I'm telling you, the no, crowd. The, the crowd, the crowd a, was louder. Now, now, I'm telling you, the crowd was louder for yeah. Hans. I, there's no debate on that. Do I think Rick was better? Yes, I yeah, do. Yeah, better. And I think that's where Shane was coming from. Rick was better. I loved Shane. Was just like, wait, uh, somebody's about to get fired. You want me to give an honest opinion? <laughs> And it was like, oh, you already know what he thinks. He's yeah. like, I'm friends with Hans Kim. Yeah. I don't want to get him fired. Yeah. But the quality was just not there. 
Rick had jokes. He yeah. was doing his thing. I like Rick. And Hans is like, yeah, I get laid now. Uh, I also like rooting for an underdog. Please don't destroy <laughs> the treasure of Foggy Mountain. This is nonstop silly. It's and a I, movie. And I'm, <laughs> I, I had a great time with this. Um, essentially you had the, the three guys as a part of, uh, please don't destroy. Um, they all live together and they are all, you know, man children in their uh, late twenties and they all work, uh, for the, uh, redhead characters, uh, father played by Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien, there's a big part in this movie. Um, he is the manager of a trout plus, which is basically a, a bass bass pro yeah knockoff uh and they all work at this trout plus and uh there's also a treasure and a mountain and they get the code and they go get the treasure and then there's mountain rangers that uh one of them wants to fuck the other one and so you get the uh the romantic intrigue and they want to steal it and then you got uh owen uh what's his name Owen Bo- Owen Yang, Bowen Yang, Bowen Yang. Yang. There we go. He plays a guy who's been missing for twelve years trying to find the treasure, but he started a cult, and so you get a cult thing in there. But uh, I don't know. It's fun. It's just. It's just. I feel like we're in a weird comedy zone. You know what I mean? We don't have a ton of Jokes. of big budget comedies. And I don't know if I'd necessarily say this is a big budget comedy on the Peacock streaming network, <laughs> but I mean, we, we do a lot of things here. Um, and, uh, you know, there's some, there's some funny CG stuff in here, you know, they're, uh, they're flying around in these squirrel suits. Um, oh, I hate this. I, you would, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to be very clear. You would not enjoy this movie. I don't think. Why? It feels actually like it would pair well with, um, army of darkness. Three Stooges. <laughs> it's fantasy Honestly, comedy. I it's not a bad it's not a bad double pairing. But yet I would love one and hate the other. But uh you know, I don't know. There's a there's a nice uh, rollerblading sequence. Um I enjoyed this. This was just fun. Okay. <laughs> and I give it nine of twelve stars. All right. Did you want to do the other one? Uh, well, we'll tease this. Um, you know, uh, on Thursday, we've got an excellent, excellent interview for you uh, from director Anthony Cousins. Uh, his movie, Frogman. Now, if, if, you, if you're cool, you know what I mean? If you've got your ear out there, and, uh, and I, I mean ear to the ground listing. I don't mean a loose ear like uh, Blue Velvet. Okay. You know, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about a... a, a Detached, ant-ridden <laughs> ear. Uh, you know what's up, and you know you've probably heard the title "Frogman." I mean, Russ, people are people are talking about Frogman. I heard he fucks. <laughs> That's right. The word on the street is that Frogman fucks. So we had to talk to Anthony, and also uh, as a part of the initial press release for the Unnamed Footage Festival. Um, in that first wave of films that was released, Frogman was one of those titles. Um, so to, you know, and also to, to beckon back to, uh, the retro days of the Overlook Hour, 
to make us all feel old. Uh, back when we were young and spry and we, we cared more about uh, monthly segments like Found Footage February. Uh-huh. I, I held it down. You held it down. I know. You held it down. So uh, we, w- we wanted to, to go back and honor those days of the, uh, the fresher-faced uh, crew of the Overlook Hour. Three friends. Go Three. Criterion in Frogland. Three friends in search of the Loveland Frogman finds out that he is more than just a local legend. Um, yeah, I just want to talk about this a little bit just because uh, the movie comes out well, March 8th, yeah, I believe. I think that's what he said. Um, and this has gotten a lot of attention, and uh, it's been a lot of film festivals. And uh, I, I've seen several articles about it, and I think that, um, you know— it's a, tr- it's a, um, it's a nice, here's the thing about cryptid movies. And I, I, I think you gotta, hmm. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, directions to go. You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of. And yeah. I feel like we, and we, we mentioned this, uh, on the, um, in the episode with with Anthony that you'll hear on Thursday, uh, we mentioned Seth Breedlove, who is a documentarian. Who I mean, it, correct me if I'm wrong here, guys, but I mean, does he not mainly deal in cryptids? Yeah. Also, we should talk to Seth at some point. I feel like he hasn't been on here. No. Okay. Yeah, we got to talk to him. Yeah, uh, you know he's produced. We're looking. I'm looking at, at 25 here, and I uh, of, of his uh, documentaries, and I think they're mostly, uh, you know, dealing with cryptids. And so, this is um, <clears throat> this is a treatment of sort of, you know, honoring uh, the the pursuit, but also you know we're having a we're having fun at the same time, and uh, I, I I really really like this movie. Uh, just because, as we talk about in the episode, of just sort of the the, the layers of everything, um, you know, there the, there's humor in here mixed with sort of a um, ooh, what is the Dogman Triangle? <laughs> it's the werewolves in the Lone Star State. Oh, that's a cool poster, dude. What the f- Seth Breedlove is on another level. Dude, that's now. the best poster I've ever seen. You need to stop distracting me when I'm talking uh, I'm about sorry. movies. What was I even talking about? A frogman and um, the interview on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a complicated movie, and we get into that on Thursday because it, in one part, if you're bored with cryptid shit, this is the movie for you. If you're a huge found footage fan, this is the movie for you. But yet, it's neither homage nor parody in full. So I, well, I spend a lot of time trying to unravel that. Yeah, and um. I think uh, we liked it a lot here. It's great. And, uh, and Frogman fucks, and Anthony's going to be out at the fest at the end of March. So come meet him. We've been pushing him to bring merch. So if you need a shirt that says MILF, man, I love Frogman, you come to the fest. Oh, boy. If you want a shirt that just says Frogman fucks, come to the fest. Well, that's a little crude. Well, it's a warning. Oh, all right. I'm back in. <laughs> if it's a public service announcement. Yeah, it's not like a high five moment. It's a warning. You want to let people know, dude, he fucks. Randy, is that your kink? Frogs? Yeah. Oh. Randy, did you watch this? Uh, yeah, I think last time I was in town. 
Oh yeah, you watched it with us. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Did we we watched this before uh, Tower Heist? Oh, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Yeah, I liked Frogman. Man, okay. it's unfortunate we didn't. I tell forgot Anthony when that. was that? that was October, your birthday? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, that sounds all right. All right. Frogman Fox. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it will be out prior to the film fest, but we'll be shown in the theater. So when you love it, come watch it again. Um, all right, my turn. Yes, sir. All right. You know, I'm glad you're back. And glad I know back. we've been, this is a long fucking glorious return to Clark Little. Ooh, and uh, two hours in, bro. And lucky enough, I only have five things to talk about. So let's just <laughs> dive right into it. We got first, we're going to Randy's fucking part of the world <laughs> Atlanta for caught in the act unfaithful I watched uh, I'll be brief here um, again if you've missed out on prior episodes me and Terrell we've been watching these I'm a huge fan of cheaters and I love in world camera shit Terrell loves the drama and uh, yeah man again we started we went back and watched the beginning of the show from episode one on and I man it's so fucking phony that part of me is like, I hate it. But then every now and then, oh, we did watch the newest episode and there was a blurred face in the frame. And I went, oh my God, <laughs> there is one. Oh. And it, I, I'm like, give me a little bit. Just lie to me. You just fucking lie to me. Blur some faces that didn't need to. Like, make me think that y'all are doing some edgy on the ground <laughs> shit. And, um, I, you know, I'm back and forth with it. I love it and I hate it. Uh, there, there was one episode where Terrell found there was a dude, he looked, he looked gay. And by gay, I mean very well manicured, put together. He was with another man. He wasn't with another man. He was with a girl. God, I can't even remember. I think he was with a girl. No, he must've been because it was a reveal that he was actually gay when Terrell found his Instagram. And for years he's been out of the closet. Yeah. But on the show, it was a huge reveal. Uh, and I was like, ah, oh, Terrell, I told you. Double life. And Terrell's like, I don't give a fuck. I just like the show. I'm like, I respect that. So caught in the act, I'm still back and forth with it. I really wanted my cheater's realness here. So it just feels too produced. Well, the thing is, you remember how in Cheaters, Joey Greco would pop out and they're all, it's like the huge crew. Yeah. Half of the crew was people with boom mics because they needed audio. It's very important. Now, Greco was the first? I believe. Followed by? Uh, <laughs> followed by the dude everybody hated. Followed by the dude that died of, I think, fentanyl. Oh, wow. Yeah. Joey Greco, then Clark James Gable. G oh, Gable's yeah, the one that Gable. died. Gable Clark died. Gable? Yeah. yeah, yeah Clark, Clark Gable. Gable. Peter Guns. Oh, yeah. Peter Guns is the new one, and I hope that show's still going. I like Peter Guns. Me too. He's kind of cool. And Terrell. Because he gets in there. He gets in there, but also he's known, which Terrell informed me immediately. He's like, why is it him? He's a cheater. And in oh. the show, that's what everybody says. Peter Guns, what the fuck? Why are you telling me this? He's like, hey, yeah, I can learn, and I'm running the show. And it's like, <laughs> it's so good. But those are the kind of interactions you don't get in Caught in the Act. Dang. Everything feels a little scripted. And there was a dude from uh, TikTok that Terrell informed me. He does the fat walk where he like walks the runway, but he's fat. And yeah. he had a uh, what he would call a heart attack. On the show, okay. when confronting his boyfriend, who clearly was terrified of this man, who was not only fat, but he was a big, he was a big motherfucker. And he went to the van and went, oh, I can't feel my body. And he was laying there. The EMTs came out. He, he turned him away, though. Mm. He's like, I don't need to go to the hospital. 
And then after his uh, boyfriend came and apologized, he popped back up and talked shit to him and said, I'm done with you. And then left. That's the kind of shit you get on the show. It's just a little too theatrical for me. Um, hey, all right. yeah. Have you ever seen the episodes of Cheaters hosted by Tommy Habib? Tommy Habib? I think, is he kind of is like a, on the Al Jazeera network? <laughs> is, he, is he kind of ugly, bald, like... I can't find any pictures, but I think he was before Joey Greco. Yeah, he was, he was a very, like, um, unpersonable, uncharismatic uh, host. And he was like, um, you're cheating on him, but oh, why are you... Oh, I remember that guy. Yeah, he's not fun. He was the worst. Yeah, he's You know who would be a good host for cheaters? I'm excited. I have no idea who you're going to say, but... Nigel Bach. You're, <laughs> dude, he should do a reality show. He could be good. All right, let's get him on the line. We're like Bad Ben TV. Take we want to host. Okay, Randy. God damn it, Randy. Come on. All right, what about Tommy Wiseau? No, he, he uh, steals the show too much. But Nigel, we could tell him. Like, we could do a ORG. Like, Terrell's a part of an online reality game. Nigel would work. Nigel would do it. And then he would charge $45 That's for, right. for Bad Ben TV. That's okay, right. no more caught in the act. Although it does also remind me of the drag queen. How many stars? Uh, the show? I don't know. None. No, None stars. It's not available. Honestly, I am part of the group that thinks there should be no TV shows on Letterboxd. Am I the only one here? Bro, are you only talking about TV right now? I'm looking at your list right Yeah, here. shut the fuck up. We're back. We're going oh back in time God. to 2003. Uh, Clark, while you were gone, I did talk about a show. Another reality show. I listened. The Joe Schmo Show. I know the Joe Schmo Show. Do you really? Yeah. Okay. Here's here's my problem though. I remember I think that in my head <laughs> I'm getting Joe the Joe Schmo show and Average Joe mixed up because I think Average Joe came out the same time as the Joe Schmo show. Oh my god. But yeah. now was this was this on Spike TV? Yeah. Okay. Average Joe I think was like Fox. Are you sure that Average Joe wasn't the follow-up? To... I think Average Joe was like the first. God damn it! You throw me these goddamn show. knuckleballs. Here's the thing: the man who let me borrow his DVDs so I could watch him, uh, listener Rich. Shout out to you. I know he's the only one listening right now, strangling his phone or whatever he plays the show on. Yeah, because he knows exactly what Average Joe is and how it fits into the the Joe Schmo universe. Average when... Joe is like a dating show. Yeah, it? it was a dating show. So it was on NBC. NBC. Oh, that had Fox Dude, vibes. NBC later with that shit. That I would not have thought NBC. It had it. I would have. I would have sold the farm on Fox. It had Fox vibes all the way. The Joe Schmo Show, full reality TV show where most of the contestants are actors and the reactions of the real person surrounded twenty four seven by carefully engineered. Cra- oh God, I got tripped up by this last time too. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, I finished it. Uh, my first complaint, my first real complaint, wow, they had some filler TV at the end. Yeah. Normally, the hallmark of in-world camera shit is that there's too much footage. I don't know what they what their problem was. Maybe it was too premeditated. But, man, the last episode is a complete recap. And then a couple of the last episodes, they're completely recapping. Like, it's not an abbreviated version. It's just a happening again. Yeah. And... When I was watching the finale, I got, uh, you know how every now and then you do something and it taps you into a memory? I felt like I quantum leaped back in time to me and my mom watching this show. And I'm like, oh, fuck. This was like a thing. And I was excited about it. 
And uh, I was a little worried this time that the ending, when they revealed that it was all uh, uh, fake, was going to be a letdown. And, dude, it wasn't. I think this show is a testament to good casting. Um, Our boy here, Matt Kennedy Gold. Perfect. Gould. Gould. Gold. Gould. 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 Uh, Matt Kennedy Gold. Randy, cut that out. Matt Kennedy Gould. uh, He's perfect. They found him at a pickup basketball game. He was doing a little tournament thing. They interviewed him in the hallway and he had everything. Uh, he looked, he was a, uh, I know here, I may need a female perspective, but Oksana, would you say that he was attractive? Which one? Matt Kennedy Gould. Joe Schmo, dude. I mean, yeah, he was, he's kind of forgettable, but he's not like ugly. And I think that's important. He's got the fucking Tom Hanks vibe where he's like average, but a little bit heightened. Yeah. He's tall. He's funny. Um, he gives no fucks about being embarrassed, and um, he's deathly honest. And kind of kind of sounds like our guy that they used in uh, Jury Duty. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, they feel like if you had a lineup of these dudes or forced them into a room together, it would be like you. I don't know, like clones of each other, yeah. where they're all kind of upbeat and kind of doofy, but like I good people. What they're looking for. Yeah, and it's weird to think that. Uh, Man, am I going to have to watch a fucking jury show now? I feel like I have to. I've watched a few episodes. Fun. It's not bad. I like this show more. Actually, you know what? I think now that I've uh, revisited this, I may enjoy jury more. But the thing is here, and if you're an in-world camera fan, it's all the craft. You get to see the craft of a reality TV show. And I think they were kind of revealing the future of reality TV. Although it's funny, again, we watched the uncensored DVD and everybody on the show was so worried that the shit they were doing was so out there that Matt was going to figure it out and be like, this is fake. There's no way this is a real show. Yeah. Yet now in 2024, it's like, no, there's way weirder shit yeah. that is literally reality TV. There's there no world would anybody like they could be strung upside down in an Airbnb in the middle of nowhere and have a killer lurking outside the house. And people would be like, oh, it's part of the show. Like nobody would ever be like, this is fake. Um, that's funny in contrast. But also when they revealed it to Matt, his reaction, it's like. It felt like almost like he was acting like it was too perfect. He was just jumping. He was like, whoa, really? Oh, my God, I can't believe it. And I felt like every Christmas that I've ever gotten a gift, and my mom loved to do this. It's like the big gift. Yeah. She gets a camera out, and I'm like, what's happening? And immediately, I am completely removed from the moment. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, now I'm already in my head. This is supposed to be a thing that I really like. What if I don't like this thing? Am I going to play it up for you? And I'm like, I'm really probably not. So it's just like a whole bunch, a series of problems there. He gave the reaction I wish I could for all of those Christmases that I failed my mom. I'm sorry, mom. But uh, (laughs) the best part was after they toured him around the bay and he got to meet everybody. And they're like, when you were crying, we were crying. And he's like, really? And they're like, yes. And you could tell everybody in that cast loved him. And it was weird. And then they did another segment. They're like, you can't go home. Also, all the prizes on the show, you win. But you have to stay here tomorrow, and then we're going to kind of go over the show with you. And uh, one of the things they they kept bringing up was, how does it feel that we made you a TV show? And this is what is this is the beautiful thing about watching this show now. He didn't give the like, oh, it's great. I feel like it's a magic moment. Or so. He said, well, honestly, you didn't make me a show. And he's like, don't get me wrong. 
I appreciate it. I mean, I'm here and everything is about me, except it's not really. And he's like, you would have made the show anyway. He's like, I'm just the guy that landed here. And I'm like, this is the kind of discourse that is not allowed on TV. Like, that's a very real what, common sense or just like being real. Yeah. And I'm like, awareness. The, the, honestly, it may have been the most real. It may have been the most reality, most the most real reality show. You got that. And it was a bumpy road. <laughs> um, and I don't know, dude, it just everything kind of it did pay off at the end. But unfortunately, this is pre podcast. And I feel like this shit would have been ripe for just having Matt on there kind of talking through everything. Like there was a romance. He was clearly very attracted to Molly at the end. I uh, forget what her real name is, Angela. And uh, he had kind of worked. I mean, they asked him about all of it because he was attracted to every girl in the show at some point. Oh yeah. Cricket. Yeah. No, they had cricket dude. They had a, uh, your fucking girl, um, Kristen Wig. Yeah. He gave her a concussion. <laughs> Natasha Leggero. Uh, that's the next season. I'm not oh, there yet. Okay. Although Rich, he did uh, lend me season two, and he recommended that I jump into it immediately because much like another reality show I love, uh, 30-Day Lockdown or 60, I can't remember the day count, that show blew up, and they knew they couldn't recreate it unless they did it immediately. Yeah. So Joe Schmo 2, I yeah. believe, started filming halfway through this one. Which airing. is exactly what they did for Borat 2. <laughs> You fu- I, I almost believe that. I know. <laughs> I, I, had to I stop. know. I had to take a pause. We've been recording for a long time here. I understand it's my fault, but I'm like, is that true? Borat too. God, right. I forgot that was a movie. I'm about to order my McDonald's. Okay. Uh, the McNugget Buddies still on the menu? No, but uh, by the way, Randy, this is. Uh, can you hit your breaking news? Oh, yeah. Hold on. I have been in California since 2012. Actually, 2011. Uh, in that entire time, um, you know, one of the things that str- I struggled most with living in California uh, was the menu of McDonald's. And in fact, that they did not have the hot and spicy McChicken as a part of their menu selection. I am happy to report now uh, that McDonald's has corrected this. And in the state of California, you can receive a hot and spicy McChicken sandwich. Hell yeah. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> I did know that was a thing, but I never made that connection because I would only ever get them on tour. And generally, the- I wasn't getting McDonald's in California. Also, you can now get something called the Daily Double. Oh, no. Which is a double cheeseburger with uh, two slices of Roma tomato, mayonnaise, and shredded lettuce. For $8. $4.99. God, fucking inflation really hurt. Oh, I'm sorry. four thirty nine. That's uh, got to be wrong. Dude. When I was in college, the hot and spicy McChicken was ninety nine cents. Yeah, but in California, we're going to be more expensive than the whole country it's now. Three ninety something now with the fucking. Everything's yeah. crazy. Uh, and also, oh, they boy. have a uh, double um, Big Mac for four patties. Whatever. It's not good. It, <laughs> the The integrity of the Big Mac was already suspect to begin yeah, with, and I now agree. you add two more patties. It's a mess. All right. Well, thank you for that little uh, food fast food for- intermission. Here, here to do that. Now, um, back onto the hard-hitting cinema journalism that only I can provide. Oh, you mean TV Town? No, TV Town's over. All right. Bye, well, TV Town. Adios. Happy trails. <laughs> no, now we're back into, I, I somehow figured out that you recommended this to me a year and a half ago, and guess what? I watched it. I'm very excited. Again, um, 
Robbie Smith, I keep highlighting you as the recommendation king. And uh, I forget what we were talking about, but I was digging through our DMs or texts. I can't even remember what platform it was on. But you sent me a screener. And uh, under that, you said, I told the director that you guys might be talking about this, and he's really excited. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, maybe it wasn't that long ago. (laughs) Like, oh, it was like a year ago. I hope he has not been waiting. And since then, Screenbox picked up this picture. And uh, it has the very, uh, this name just rolls right off the tongue. Visitors Complete Edition. Evil meets comedy, creatures, flying eyes, chainsaws, musical heads, Lloyd Kaufman, (laughs) mystical apparitions, sci-fi horror comedy, and a host of other gleeful shenanigans that can't be revealed for fear of ruining the surprise. That's a lot. My gut told me when I started that, that abandon, this is garbage, I hate this breakdown. And by the end of it, I went, no, that's perfect. And it actually is a perfect representation of the movie, which I think is subverting the horror subgenre in every regard just like this uh, synopsis it kind of um gives you everything and then mentions we're not going to ruin the surprise it seems like mad libs that's kind of eyes lord coffin chainsaws yeah but now has now i've watched the movie and i would have said the same thing too here's the thing uh beautiful cinematography um, it feels very personal, like a little indie. And when it starts, you're like, this is going to be a fucked up movie. Are you animating right now, dude? No, it's not anime. No, no, I'm sorry. It does look like anime right this there. This looks 100% anime. God, there isn't even a picture on here. Yeah. I was like, what are you uh, What are you giving me right no, now? No, no, it's not anime. Look, I was like, Lloyd Kaufman anime? Lloyd Kaufman's the only one with a picture on IMDb. But that's and how he's the only non-Japanese name. Yeah, that, that's how indie it is, though. And here's the thing. Um, it keeps getting, it gets lumped in as Evil Dead meets uh, Toxic Avenger. If you don't like those, don't watch it. And I'm like, when I was watching it, I'm like, I know this is going to piss off horror fans. And for the reason that it started off great, like strong, like potentially scary. <clears throat> then we take a 90 degree turn into Evil Dead Town. And what I mean, uh, earlier when we were talking about Deadites, like no rules. Yeah. We're doing that here. And the dead no come back, rules. and the gore is great. Okay. And it's like, okay, we're doing Evil Dead. This is rad. I, I love this kind of shit. <coughs> then we... Lloyd Kaufman shows up. We st- no. Um, we just start taking weird narrative terms. And I say weird, and that's normally derogative, but I mean, I was here for it. We do a flash forward. So here, here's what happens. A group of friends go out to a little, what feels very rural cabin. Um, they see their friend. They're like, "Hey, what have you been up to?" Uh, one of their friends becomes possessed by some weird shit in his garage. They come out and try to kill their friends, and then we're deep into Evil Dead territory. There's one survivor, and then time skip. We move to a guy handcuffed to a bar. The bar is uh, it looks like it's been like a brawl happened or something. It's fucked up. And there's another person in the room. That person, uh, something might be going on with them. Is it uh, is revealed? Then we, uh, God, it's tough to navigate this without ruining anything, but we get the feeling that maybe the world has ended and we're in post-apocalyptic territory now. Mm -hmm. Then we skip ahead again. And it's just, it's so demanding on the audience. Like you really have to show up and ride with the movie. 
any of the tropes that you keep trying to find and cling on to, it's subverting them and it's flipping them on their head. So part of me as a horror fan, you might be prone to being like, well, fuck you. Like you're making fun of the shit I like. But if you make it through to the end, you're like, no, this is a clever, interesting indie horror. And Lloyd is just uh, lucky to be a part of it. Because clearly the foreigners, they don't know how we look on Lloyd. And Lloyd's cool. He fucks with the nobodies. Hey, everybody's big in Japan. So if you're one of the real ones and you got Screenbox, go watch it. Visitor Complete Edition. Not for everybody. Okay. Short runtime. But if you want a little bit of like... Uh, casual headiness i don't know it's an easy watch but it's fucking with the genre a lot how uh, many stars oh i don't know nine I'll, or ten probably i really enjoyed it all right i'll round you up to ten um yeah i'm down with that i you know i've been really fucked up on my letterbox so in the back of my head i just i have ptsd from when randy tried to out me that one day when he was like that's not what you gave in a letterbox so i always hey, take a second balances, i know but i'm just scared randy when randy's mad you you listen run if you're, we don't correct you, though, then we're also in trouble <laughs> see all right six Next in one hand half dozen the other now what the hell uh, again, as part of found footage February, I've been going back to the movies I missed. The conversation was gone. You never saw this movie? I never saw this movie until last night. One Cut of the Dead from uh, 2017. What? Oh, retro. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fine. All right. Somebody has to die for this. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's everybody retro. <laughs> Here's the thing. Me and Randy, we were very collaborative while you were gone. And I'm like, I think Clark saw this, right? He was like, yeah. I'm like, perfect. We bring it back, have a good conversation about it. Uh, Everybody saw this movie, dude. Yeah, but what if I told you I watched The French One? What? I didn't, because everybody said that movie's terrible. It's a French one? Yeah, Yeah, and it's not in world camera. Ooh la la. Yeah, it's not. So here's the thing. Things go badly for a hack director and film crew shooting a low-budget zombie movie in an abandoned World War II Japanese facility when they're attacked by real zombies. Interesting. Wasn't sure how they were going to pitch this movie. Um, I heard a lot of people talk about it and say it was good, but nobody really jumped into it. I also knew that it was half a found footage movie. Because you can't say a ton. I Well, I will. Because you know what? Because it's been a while. I'm late to the game, and Stain put it best. It's been a while. So uh, we open up and we have what? Probably like a 40 minute. Again, I was not looking at my, I was completely immersed the whole film. So I didn't know, I didn't take any timestamps, but if, I'm guessing it was probably around 30, 40 minutes of a one shot uh, horror movie about uh, production, making a zombie film that got in <laughs> interrupted by real zombies. Fantastic. I was very confused when it ended. And in the back of my head, I kept thinking, oh, people kept saying it's like not fully found footage. And I'm like, okay, well, then it's over, though. The movie ended. Like, where are we going to go from here? Well, we're going to go back to before the movie was created. And it took me a minute to figure that out, too. I'm like, what are we doing? Well, but and then it also felt like, when are we stopping? Like, I don't like, where is this going to end? There are like five different moments of credits in this movie. Yeah. But it's interesting. So basically, you get the in-world camera, one-shot, um, little mini horror movie, which is great. And me, as a know-it-all elitist horror fan who not only loves in-world camera but also loves indie horror, I felt like, okay, we're done. And then I feel like this is the beauty of the movie. It recontextualized everything by the non-in-world camera element. And it almost makes you want to just put the movie back on and watch it again. 
Although in my head, I couldn't, again, as a found footage fan, and please let me know if I'm, if I'm not alone here, I kept thinking, did they film this two times? They had to, right? And I know that's yeah. not what the movie's about, and I actually really enjoy what they were doing here, which is you think you know what a production is, but you don't. And uh, having the, the true zombies be afflicted with alcoholism and withdrawals to um, a sickness or, you know, the puking was improv or the fact that it was live streamed is a whole thing or the fact that producers were pushing this crew to make this thing that they didn't want to. And the director kind of stepped in last minute and ended up being one of the highlights of the movie. Like, it's great. I love it. No context in found footage. I guess you can flip that and make it just as interesting. And it changes the whole thing with context. Yet in my mind, I kept thinking, did they film this fucking movie two times or did all of that happen? Not clearly. I feel like it couldn't have happened, but there might be a version of this where people are double acting and I couldn't get away from that. I'm like, cause if they did the one shot, but they also filmed the other stuff with it, then they would be in character acting yeah. right so you're acting in a movie in a one shot but then as the camera moves away now you're in a different movie acting like an actor not acting <laughs> you know it sucks because i don't it's been so long since i've seen it yeah. it was just the one time and it is a very you know technologically advanced sort of approach to that so it's yeah i'm, I'm kind of uh at a loss of like the nuances of it that i can uh contribute to this conversation because i would imagine that they did what you are proposing. I so what was your walk away? Do you remember like how you felt about it after you watched it? I remember having an uplifting feeling at the end. Doesn't it end kind of? It feels like uplifting? a celebration of film. Yeah, um, and and I, I I felt sort of excited and uh, you know jazzed up. I, I I really liked it. God, I realized I had notes on everything I talked about. I, I, I should rewatch this because it's been a while and I remember it was just, uh, it was fun, man. You know, it, it kind of breathed new life into it. And uh, I was like, oh, all right, we're doing this. Yeah. Let's have fun. I uh, wrote down indie horror hubris <laughs> as a note for this. And I think it's true. I think you kind of, once you get the vibe of an indie movie, especially horror, you're like, okay, I know what this is. And see, that's the other thing. It's like, you know, you know, like we've talked about many times on this show, Russell, and, and this is something that you can relate to. But, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I, I have a certain um, affinity uh, and a soft spot uh, for the J and K horror okay, universe. Yeah. And I think that it sort of uh, spoke to that a little bit of like, you know, because, you know, being a young horror fan of uh, 16, 17, and then, you know, delving into the foreign language world and specifically J and K horror. It was mm -hmm. like, Whoa, these guys are doing some, some weird stuff over here, man. Yeah. You know? And then because like we, we see the Americanized version of that. I was like, no, it's weirder over here. And, uh, the, stylistically it's, everything is different. And it's just, um, you know, uh, I, I, I think that I, I never want to lose that sort of enthusiasm I have for different perspectives, especially, you know, uh, internationally and uh i don't know anytime you get something you know new and exciting out of uh you know the east it's fun <laughs> the east coast it's randy uh the thing is the only nuance that you may have missed on missed out on or i imagine memory wouldn't hold so dear is that when the first run through of the film happens and it's all in world 
there's shit that happened in any movie where you're like, why did that happen? Right. And especially yeah. because it's a one it feels like, oh, was that on purpose? But then we go back and they give context to everything. Like at one point, an arm is thrown into a room. <laughs> and I'm like, how did that arm? And I'm like, okay, well, they're just not going to address it. I mean, I, I guess it could have been the director or something. But then, you know, we kind of retread it and they show, no, it was a PA. And she just throws the fucking arm because it needed to be there. Yeah. Or there's one scene where the girl's screaming very long on camera. And I remember so in the movie, I'm like, this is a weird choice, but I had forgot about the craft. And I'm like, oh, of course, they're setting up off camera, duh. Or, um, fuck, there was another one. Oh, where the director, because again, as a found footage fan, you keep wondering, who's the cameraman? Because when they're filming the one, it's not like it could be that they're a character, but it could also be that they're not because nobody's really paying attention to them. Except at one point, the the director of the movie, who also has his own camera, I believe said something to the cameraman, or maybe it wasn't him. It might have been, I think it was one of the lovers. They're like, cameraman, help. Yeah. And it's the first time at the end of the thing that they mention him. It's like, oh, that kind of changes everything. And then you go back and you watch and they're like, why did why did they address the cameraman? Yeah. And I don't know. I That kind of shit is perfect for found footage. But um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm bummed I missed it. And... Uh, again, before we started recording, we talked about vinyl. Uh, the new vinyl is physical media. There was a very cheap steel book that was sold, I believe, at Target or Best Buy for one cut of the dead. I think it was going for ten dollars. Uh, grab it up if you don't have it already. I almost bought a steel book of Total Recall at Walmart for five dollars. <laughs> Total Recall um, historically had the shittiest fucking special releases forever they had one that was a moon yeah or the mars thing and it was just it's like how do you put that on a shelf yeah and i think i might have that maybe i don't know i've got my digital copy oh that's so you don't have anything then i hate to break it to you um randy did you check this one out yeah Yeah, probably the first one that saw it on the podcast i saw it uh so the first time it came out to atlanta for work i saw it at the plaza so that was the first thing i saw there this was four or five years ago, something like that. Whenever we opened you, the warehouse here. And you're like, I got to move here. Oh, this was your first Plaza movie? It was, yeah. Oh, that's oh, adorable. Shit. A yeah, it was cute. a good time. It's a meat <laughs> I got, How I got that not a solo and watched this. It was fun. Dude. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I, um, How many stars you rate this, Russell? <sighs> it's my McDonald's food. It's just a wrap. Probably 10. I'm going on the Randy hype. 10 out of 12. Love it. It's good. And I understand why everybody liked it, but I think it deserves a little bit more um, thought from the found footage community. They did something unique here. It's really cool. Do you like this or do you like the sickness more? I also watched it on DVD. Oh, that a boy. Just to let everybody cringe for a moment. It did have a slip cover, but I, I also really want that steelbook. Do you know what else I watched when I was home on DVD? Porn. On, not on, I didn't watch that on DVD. Do you have any porn on DVD? <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, I appreciate the days of, of yesteryear. Why didn't you have any? Were you too ashamed to buy it? No, it was um, my roommate in college <laughs> uh, got drunk and bought an entire box of porn. To share? It was like 100 DVDs and I stole a couple. But you don't have them anymore. Dude, it was it was weird stuff. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot of hey. pregnant stuff. 
We'll let Randy borrow some. He's got to figure out his kink, dude. All right, sure. We got yeah, a new I'll bit find brewing. This twenty-year-old box of pornography. <laughs> we got a bit brewing here. Um, no, I watched. Uh, I, I I had the oscilloscope uh, release of Exit Through the Gift Shop. Oh, okay, uh, tight. I've never seen it. And I rewind. You never saw the no. movie? No. Really? Mm-mm. Oh well, then maybe I should have talked about that. You've never seen Exit Next Through week. the Gift Shop? No. Oh, Russell, you need to watch Exit Through the Gift Shop. Because it's, uh, we're playing games. I heard it's a little, uh, wait, are you talking about the Banksy duck? Yeah. Or he directed it? Yeah. I know the name. It comes up all the time. Oh, and it's brother. Like, brother, Exit Through the Gift Shop. That's all right. Next week. Little tease. Uh, is February over next week? I don't think it is. No, right? it's okay. not. We got two more weeks. Oh, it's a found footage bonanza continues. All right. Uh, anything else? Yeah. While on Reddit, I, uh, you had made a remark of, um, some David Lynch shit. I don't really remember the context that this would have worked in, but I wanted to share this with you. Uh, again, uh, King Cobra was, uh, boning a girl a lot, uh, Jessica, and she threatened a pregnancy. So Reddit made this. Oh my Lord. Better not make an eraser head boy. I don't, I don't know how to explain to you what I'm looking at there, listeners. It's um, uh, still from Eraserhead with the baby that you'd... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> they're implying that these two mutants would create a further mutated baby. There's no doubt about it. And also, uh, shout out to uh, your son, Cliff, who uh, imitated Eraserhead in oh, his yeah. early days. He gave up on that now. Of existence. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was a very, it was a very short stint. Yeah. It was only a couple weeks, but he hit that Eraserhead pitch, man. I know. It was a... It was like a wind-up. Very right. fun stuff. Oxana, My, how they grow so fast. Oksana, make sure to uh, tweet this out. For <laughs> oh, also, Hundreds of Beavers is going to be playing at the Balboa at the end of the week. Oh, that's tight. The porn or the Randy? Both. The Randy Okay, the Randy. Review. The Randy, <laughs> Randy uh, we're going to fly you out to intro the movie. How's that sound? Uh, yeah, sure, I'm down. Dude, let's do it. All right, Randy, we leave the keys to you for you to take us home. No, wait, uh, Randy, what's going to play at the the Roxy 2? Uh, the Sweet East, I think, is coming on the 28th of February. Oh, okay. Thank you. I have to it's go. It's no longer just playing the Lark Theater in Larkspur, California. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Shout out to Mickey. Shout out to Mickey, who lived right by the... I get a little Discord sometimes. <laughs> Three Friends Go Criterion. And again, if you want to join the Discord and jump into these weird fucking screenings, uh, please... You're welcome. Oh, Randy, did I miss the Wiseman? I know it was playing when I went back home, and I, it may be over. No, it's playing. It's playing Birmingham. I think the first weekend of March. What? Birmingham. Oh. I don't want to hear what's playing in Birmingham. <laughs> what the- I, I, I don't know. I uh, yeah, you missed the, well because the Wiseman was in San Francisco like a month ago. No, it was it was it was two weeks ago. It felt like a while ago, but oh, I think yeah, I had I an know. aneurysm, right? Oh no, it's so well, you were. In the South, I thought maybe you were talking, you heard me talk about it being in Birmingham. And so okay. maybe you were, yeah, I just got things <laughs> that was, twisted. That was so that funny, was so Randy. Funny. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's gone, dude. Why are they showing Eternal Sunshine as a spotless mind in 35 millimeter? It's gone, girl. No one cares. <laughs> I do want to see all of us strangers, though. Oliver Stone Strangers. Okay. I miss the I miss the wise men. A wise man wouldn't uh, have missed it. All right, Randy, take nice. us home.
Yeah, you know, it's a long episode, so we won't get into it. We'll talk about it <laughs> later. But uh, I, I wanted to bring up uh, me and mutuals, me and Russell's mutual love of Cubano sandwiches, oh, uh, yeah. which we just found out about this previous week. But yeah, stick around for next week. Maybe we'll get into Cubanos and maybe we'll have a big surprise for episode 500. 5,000? <laughs> Power man, dude. Oh, I was trying to Cubanos. talk too fast. You know that I don't talk fast. Cubanos we should, suck. We got to get Spider on Cubanos for rip. episode 5,000. <laughs> Damn. All right. In the show. All right. See you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and or a review, which is a very easy way for you to support this show uh, that we bring to you every week for years now, free of charge. And as always, you can find us on YouTube at The Overlook Theater, Instagram at The Overlook Theater, Facebook at The Overlook Hour, and Twitter at The Overlook Hour. Last but not least, you can send us your emails and tell us how much you like or dislike the show at overlookhour at gmail.com. And if you're nice, maybe we'll uh, read them on the show. I've been your engineer, Randy Stat. Please join me along with Clark, Russell, and Oksana again next time. Bye. <laughs>